All right, we should ostensibly be... Are we live? Live for the patron, folks. It should have just converted over. Don't see anybody else on the uh, on the Zoom yet, but we can get we can get rocking and rolling. Uh, I guess I could turn the music off, although I kind of enjoy it though. Yeah, I'm okay with it for now. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. So what uh, what's jumping out at you so far as we're? I mean, listen, I'm not happy about Ohio. Can we just talk about Ohio for a minute before we start talking about some other like <laughs> smashingly good news? Yeah. Um. I made the I made I fucked up and I looked too early at the uh, early returns in Ohio, and there was this awesome window where Ryan had like a really handsome the kind of lead you want early in the night and mm-hmm. um and then I don't know some ca- some you know some county was to come in, you know and that that can right. happen that's what I get for looking too early that's what I get that's, that's exactly what right. I get exactly and right. I looked too early and then some county came in and a bunch of idiots who are racist and suck all voted for fucking blake masters i yeah. mean excuse me jd vance JD that's vance. how bad it is they're the, In same, the interchange they're there the same person acceptable. yeah yeah they're like they, they came from the same weird <laughs> peter teal clone factory but i'm still looking at um pennsylvania yeah and while uh what i'm liking is uh while Fetterman, while Fetterman's lead has closed, we've got about looks like forty one percent according to CNN. We got forty one percent of the vote in, yeah. and um, Fetman, the Fetman, still is up by nearly one hundred fifty thousand votes. I'm glad so that I'll I got take you that. to adopt take the Fetman on that. That's really what I'm. That's it. I'm doing my it. It's in my head all the time. Of the midterm cycle is that you say Fetman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nicholas Linky is joining us. We get legal weed in Missouri. Hopefully that's. Nicholas well, that Linky. will be my he's gonna politics thing. with us i'm so excited yeah there we go we got some yeah that'll be nicholas your favorite charles. outcome your what's favorite up, Nick? what's up nicholas charles thanks for joining us appreciate you being here man and your input nicholas is uh one of the people that inputs for us from time to time on the old patreon which is which is dope it is dope nicholas linky you can unmute yourself oh are you wearing the jorsh Oh yeah, I'm representing. Oh man, there's not a lot of those out there. Oh, that's a classic one. Yeah. That's a classic one. That's awesome. I'm gonna put my phone on do not disturb you guys. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. Trying to figure out uh, how to make this uh, so I can see comments and see the video. It's very complicated, this live streaming business, when you don't have just like a producer. That's the real secret, uh, I think, to this to this gig, is you have to have somebody whose job has nothing to do with being on the microphone. Yeah, all of the people that I hear that are like, our producer today was, and I was yeah. like, it wasn't you? Right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's just, that's baked into all our stuff. Nick knows. Nick does the, the production on his end of everything, too. He does a bunch of production. Yeah, it's a. Christine always jokes. It's like some of us are one man shows, right? That's our one woman shows as well, or right. they, whatever you want. <laughs> it's their show. That's right. That's, That's right. their show. All right, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna dump the, uh, dump the iTunes here. It's the beauty of the 
the closed live stream is no, uh, you know, copyright issues. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's good. That's useful. Now everybody can see my iTunes library and judge me uh, for my iTunes library. But that's what you get. I'm going to go to the, this is the Heartland Pods drop. This, here's, this, here's how the sausage is made right here. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Give you a little. Who do we have on the Patreon? Can we tell? Do we know yet? Uh, I don't. Th- I don't know if we can we see, see who is here unless they comment. Oh, I so thought if we you're, could. If All you're right. here, yeah, us, shout us out. Give us shout a comment. Us uh, Nicholas Charles did. Uh, let's see. Load more comments. There he is again. Oh, Nick's up seven fifty on the night on uh, on his predictions. I gotta check my predictions. I'll check mine too on on predicted.com or predicted.org. Which is where real degenerate political people go, because uh, you can bet your money on political races. I bet I have a sixty-nine dollar and twenty cent market investment that the uh, Republicans will win the House and the Democrats will win the Senate. And if I win, the payout is two hundred fifty-one dollars and seventy-two cents. How about that? And you'll be able to get shoes. Is that I'm gonna your get plan? Some shoes. Yeah, to get some, new get some shoes? shoes. Yeah. Or half a suit. Like I'll buy the whole suit, but that'll pay for half of the suit. I won't just buy half a suit. Nicholas, uh, what uh, what have you been seeing today? Like anything that's jumping out at you about like a general story or narrative or something that is you know just interesting? Uh, one of the things that I actually noticed was the experience that Christina and I had that was different because. Oh, yeah? Like her day, like she went on a trip to Portland and her, her initial takeaway from it was this extreme lift, right? She was very excited about it. We went and the kids were sitting in the car with me, went down, down Columbia. Mm-hmm. She dropped off her ballot, came back out and she was like, I did it. Like I, she was so excited. And for me, because we had an appointment in the morning and then I ran the kids back to school because that was looking that was actually going to the department. Mm-hmm. And it was like I went in and the experience was I had no weight, right? Because because it was so early. Mm-hmm. But the thing was is that there were so many people that were um I, I mean like it's it's the Patreon. So it was like how, yeah, how say what, whatever, did Kevin, what did Kevin say? It was like the blue hair type of thing. Yeah, a lot of blue hairs. Yeah, so it was it was just one of those things that I was looking at walking out of there. Which for I folks who don't know means old people. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just hey, and Spencer's I was, here. Spencer Toner's here. Hey, there we go. What's hey, up, Spence? But I was just shot down dropping off my kids and I was like thinking about what they were gonna go through and like what they were actually thinking about for yeah. that day. And it didn't mean anything to them, but here's grandpa and grandma and grandpa and grandma out there like determining their future. And it was just this like unsettling feeling as I went back to work. Like she was like, Christina was very uplifted and very excited. Like she made it and she's like, I'm going to go do my vacation now. Yeah. And I was like, man, this, the weight of this just really hung on me for the rest of the day. That's it was crazy. weird. So I'm doing this now, Adam. There you go. I'm going to, uh, anybody opposed uh, the turning off the screen share and you, everybody can look at their own data. That way we can just have the uh, video on the screen. Good. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Hey, that should, that should, that should bring you just our faces much closer now. 
on the live stream. So that should be better. So Nick's got the Angels Envy going. I have got the uh, Riggers, the beautiful, wonderful seasonal bottle. Which, by the way, the label on this Riggers bottle is a uh, it's a Charlie Hustle collaboration, which is really cool. Charlie Hustle makes really cool shirts in Kansas City. And uh, big, big, big fan. Big, big fan. There we go. I can see us now on there. Um, anything popping? Anything new? Anything changing? What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Warnock uh, up by 0.1%. 2,300 votes, 78% in in Georgia, which uh, is uh, – we should I should have done a drop. <laughs> Officially too close to call for the Heartland Pod. Georgia is too close to call at this time. And then we could have got Nick in some khakis. I am encouraged that a 78% of the vote and that, that, that Warnock is still up by 2,300, though. Um, yeah, because you, you know what's left, right? 32% voters. Yeah. Um, especially because um, I Rachel, you are a little I'm assuming clippy, that Kemp is still continuing to just wipe. Uh, okay. I'm going to try to uh, hold on just one second. Let's see if I can fix this. Yeah. Let me second. go. I'll check the, I'll pull up some governor's races while you're doing that. Um, yeah. Kemp is up. Wow. Kemp is up 53.7 to 45.6. On Abrams, that's I mean, that's what I we were just talking about the other day. Like I've been I've been saying that for weeks that I think that I thought that Abrams was going to lose and uh, Warnock was going to win. Um, oh, it's now tied Warnock and and Walker. It's now tied. Woo. Yeesh. But but much like twenty twenty election, right? Georgia was a late call. Why? Because I'm going to do my best Steve Kornacki here. Georgia's, Georgia was a late call. Why is it a late call? Well, because a lot of that vote is coming in. It's going to be around the Atlanta area. A lot of vote there. A lot of late counting going to happen there. Going to come in good. later. He's got. And, the, can you do the Zoom? Can you do the way that he does the Zoom on the map and the whole thing? He's got this like Southern New York, Philly combo accent going on. It's really complicated. It's like a super complicated accent, but then he has the Ben Folds elocution finish on top of it so. <laughs> that's very that's very specific i know my, um, i know my language you do i know my, you do. I, know I just my jumped down to look i just jumped down to look at um and again like i don't i don't want to get my hopes up um but this is one of those races that was like way too close like the polling was always really inconsistent we talked about it on monday and i'm gonna jump to wisconsin and right now um Mandela Barnes is up. Um, now they've only got 42% of the vote in, um, and, but he's up by about 32-ish, almost 33,000 votes. So that ain't nothing. Um, uh, so I don't know what that means because I'm not watching television and I don't have anybody yammering in my ear. But um, <laughs> but uh, he's been, his lead has been steady. I'll say that. Like I, I saw that that early i was i look at the if you if you guys are following along at home cnn's interactive map on their website is pretty great um if you just google cnn 2022 midterm election it'll bring you right to the page where you can click around and stuff and it's updated about every uh 10 seconds or something so the um results are being constantly refreshed which is both nerve-wracking and also really helpful um and mandela barnes as soon as he jumped up by you know whatever this is like just 
not quite three points up. It's been steady since he um, pulled ahead. So I, I said that he would have been my, I almost said that he would have been my underdog. Um, it would be kind of an incredible upset to the Republicans if uh, Mandela Barnes beats uh, Johnson. So we'll just keep an yeah. eye on it, as well, they say. That would be an important because, like, if Georgia gets, like, you know, if Georgia gets fucked, right, if, if, if somehow the floating corpse of Herschel Walker is going to amble into the Senate chamber on behalf of the state of Georgia... And I, um, I want to say too, by the way, if it's too close, they will have another runoff, right? Yeah. Isn't that true? If the, if yes, it's too, if, yes, if, yes. If Georgia vote is, could if go to runoff. Absolutely. Right. So, yeah. I mean, right now, according to CNN, Warnock is ahead by 600 votes. So that's a statistic. That's basically a tie. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think that if it's too close, they, so we could be heading into, I mean, again, yeah. it's too early. Um, uh, uh, hey, shout out to vote. Mark and Julie and Katie. All of them signed up today. Mark and Julie and Katie, very very cool. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah, and we do everything uh, we can to live up to the hype. And Nicholas, uh, Nicholas Charles, man, he is dumping some awesome some stuff in here. Uh, Amendment three up right now, uh, which is cool. Laura Kelly is up with a ton of. Votes oh yeah, I was gonna. Counted. I was. I was gonna. I was going to switch over to the um, I was following that earlier and um, I did that thing where I was like, I don't want to jinx her. Like I have anything to do with it, but she was, yeah. she was up by, and it's interesting. It's, it's another one of those vote splits where she's really, she's really pounding Schmid. Um, but that is not what's happening in the Senate race, the Senate race. It's, it's a, it's basically, I can't believe they haven't called it yet. Like there's no, it's not even close. Yeah. Um, which I think is really interesting. Hey, we've got Kevin Smith joining us. Let's bring Kevin in here. Kevin Smith, uh, <clears throat> fresh. We'll see if he's still just covered in deer blood or not. While while Kevin's jumping in, uh, Derek, neighbor Derek, uh, he's he's on the live stream. Hey guys, yeah. you're right over there. Uh, <laughs> he's got a comment here. He's telling his uh, wife Janine how bad Eric Schmidt was, called him a monster, and when she got their uh, daughter Margo home, asked if she voted for the monster. <laughs> That's pretty good. That is really funny. Kevin Smith, um, man, how's the deer? Oh, the deer was great. We only got about half of it cut up tonight, though. So, but I got, I'm trying to get it in before uh, season starts for me this weekend. There you go. I don't, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, that's your son's deer. That's right. I don't yes. remember who the Joker was that tried to call us out for not being like <laughs> Heartland people or whatever. But in case it anybody's wondering, every... one of our hosts yeah, it was, happens. was field yeah. dressing a deer tonight or cutting it up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. Cutting it up for meat. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I just want to say really quickly, so the, it looks like um, we're starting to get some results in for Arizona. Um, Kelly is having a good night so far. Uh, yeah. So, I, so far, I think Arizona is going to be good. Yeah, I we we were thinking it might. <clears throat> I mean, it still might be a little bit close, but I. It's one of those things where it's all about Maricopa County. So if Maricopa yeah. County is having a blue night, Arizona is going to be a blue state. That's it. You see, Charlie Kirk um, was like his eyes were somehow closer together today as he was freaking out about <laughs> Arizona. Yeah. He's very scared about Arizona or he was full of shit and just trying to get people to vote. I don't know. Trying to drum up some fake, you know, whatever, whatever fucking guy. Yeah. Kemp's still super up on Abrams in Georgia. Let's take a look here. Governor, Kansas, 53.1 Kelly, 44.1 Schmidt. The D is important there. Uh, 
40, 59% in on that race. Kelly's yeah, that's a, looking very, that's looking got a very. 58,000 vote um, lead in Kansas, which is like, that's a lot of Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, I'm expecting it's a lot of I mean, people for Kansas. It's, it's still early, but like, you kind of have to think they're going to call it soon, probably. That 58,000 um, is a lot. It's, I mean, it's, it's she's. Cause like in Kansas, the Western half of it's Kansas, not Georgia, which Schmidt, <laughs> you know, Schmidt could win a hundred percent of the votes in the Western half of uh, Kansas. Sorry, not Georgia. And uh, it's not going to matter. Like that's, there's nobody there. I mean, nobody. Oh, I'm looking right now, by the way, at some early uh, numbers for governor of Arizona and Hobbs is, has a handsome, I'll, I'll call it a handsome yeah, hundred thousand. I'm calling it a handsome thousand. Yeah, just over a hundred thousand votes. So forty percent, um, and that's that's not bad. No, uh, it's not. not. And again, that that could be if if what we're seeing that's tracking with Kelly. Yeah. So what if if that's true? That means that we don't we're not going to see the vote splitting um, yeah. that we're seeing in other states, which kind of makes sense because makes neither sense. one of them is an incumbent. Right. They're well, both and bo- like and both you of know, the Republicans were crazy in that race. Right, but you know, we 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 were talking about this last week that like like having you know like she was like starting to like catch up in the polls, and I was so blinded by, I was so cynical by all the articles about and just kind of forecasting about like what does it mean about the polls and what does it mean, about, right. and um and I was like I don't I I think people are underestimating, um, the uh the the blueness of Arizona at this point. I, I think yes. I think Arizona has slowed. Like I was looking at the early returns for New Mexico, and when I was again, like when I was younger, New Mexico is a pretty bright red state, and um, I think they'd already called it for. I I can look, but I think they'd already called it for yeah, the governor. It's been pretty blue. Um, it's, it's yeah. It's so so Arizona and um, New Mexico demographically are quite are quite similar. And a lot of people, I mean, this is, I don't know what the numbers are, but um, Albuquerque is growing very quickly. Um, and so is right. Santa Fe. So that usually means that uh, if that continues, then I think that the a new blue wall is going to be Colorado, Arizona, and and uh, New Mexico. I don't think, I, after we'll see this after tonight, but if Kelly and Hobbs, um, and I believe they have a Secretary of State uh, also up, um, which this is interesting. I think this is fascinating. So I believe this is the first time that on the CNN election tracker, they have state Secretary secretaries of state, of state yep. up as like one of the top, like top of the ticket race. That's, I, noticed I that think too. that's really interesting. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, um, what uh, did you vote today or did you early vote? I voted today. How was, what was your experience like? Was it? Well, I waited pretty crowded for the first time. Um, oh shit. You vote yeah, no I've Fallon? Ne- yes. So I we have a lot of polling places, uh, even with our fairly large population here. So uh, I've never, and it might just be because I have a lot of luxury to go any time of day, and I happen to hit some lower points. But yeah, you know, I, I went to the gym, and then I went to the polling place around my usual time, and I actually stood in line for about I don't know five ten minutes. Not nothing significant, but. Yeah, still. I mean, that's <clears throat> I'm used to never waiting. So, yeah, that's that's what my experience has been. Rachel just put up the victory fist. <laughs> yeah, I was I mean, just tracking. I was just looking at the Fontes uh, Fincham. Fincham is the Trumper in Arizona who's running for Secretary of State. Um, again, very similar numbers. Although I I don't know how that. Like again, this is one of these interesting things where Fincham 
or Fontes, who's the Democrat, has a 17 point lead right now. Wow. So um, so the Trumpers in Arizona so far anyway are not having a good night. That's so far. Very, take very it. interesting. Very, I'll that, take that, it. Yeah. That does seem to be the narrative is like the super Trumpy candidates are not really doing super hot like at all. So I don't know. Then uh, did you see Florida? What happened down in Florida? Which part? Which thing? Uh, the, the the way they rigged that map down in Florida, like it's over already. Like it was over an hour before we got on. It was just like, yeah, Florida's over. DeSantis wins. They win all the state races. Rubio wins. Like everything's fucked. Florida is now just Disneyland and Republicans. Yeah, I was world. I was listening to I was listening to a uh, and Tampa a Bay. Whatever's going on in Tampa Bay. When before we before we jumped on together, I was watching. Um, a Latino pollster talking about Florida and he was talking about like when the Democrats gave up the blue, you know, gave up the Obama coalition in Florida. I was like, I'm just going to have to say that a lot of Republicans moved there because the tax structure is favorable and the, the, the old Jews that moved there in the seventies and eighties have gotten older and they've lived there for so long now that now they're just Trump people that's another thing that happened was a ton of midwestern people retired with enough florida got cheap it got really really cheap to live in the middle of florida in these quote-unquote retirement communities that are really just trailer parks in the middle of florida with a you know with a community center in the middle and a pool and like my grandparents who they don't have money they don't have like you know relocate to florida money but they did they have my my grandpa is a union Ford guy for thirty five years and they have, have enough money to live in Florida now. Sorry, I have some really shitty news that I just want to share really quickly. Uh, not to interrupt the vamping. Walker has just pulled ahead in Georgia. God damn! I saw that. Wow. Um. Yeah, he's currently got. Of the vote it, in. I mean, it it's yeah. So uh, there's a lot of vote. There's a lot of vote. Yeah, just wanted to let you guys know that Shit. sucks. That's it. That's all I have to say is that that's uh, terrible. Um, Grassley was uh, the Grassley. Uh, the Iowa vote is closer than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, but Grassley has pulled. So for a while, it was kind of uh, Franken, not Al Franken in Iowa right. had been um, had shown uh, an early lead. And that is looks like it's probably evaporating. Mm-hmm. Um, but not, you know, not by a ton. I mean, it's Grassley is currently yeah, up by three, three percent in Iowa is, is pretty solid. I think. And I don't know who, I don't know when this is actually going to happen. I'm going to, my personal prediction is that JD Vance is going to be the next Senator from Ohio. Yeah. I think that's probably right. He, um, I don't, right now it would it would mean that uh again i don't i'm not looking at a map i don't know what counties but we just talked about how white ohio is um how old ohio is comparably speaking and uh that a lot of the population is in the more rural red areas and uh vance currently holds a two hundred and sixty four thousand vote lead over Mm. ryan um and uh that's 
not what I was hoping that I was going to be able to say great. at this point. It's not great. That's for sure. Let's see. Colorado. That's a lock. So yeah, that's Bennett's, they, Bennett. they called it. It looks like CNN already called it for Bennett. Yep. So that's good. Um, Kelly's way up in Arizona. What were we saying, Kev? Oh, one of the smaller races that I've been kind of paying attention to is the Secretary of State up in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it one. looks like it's still pretty early, but Doug LaFollette uh, has like 60% of the vote right now. And I mean, that was one of those where there's been a lot of push being made by the Republicans to really kind of screw with the Secretary of State position mm-hmm. and the powers that it wields mm-hmm. with elections. So hopefully that trend continues. And this well, is a really Wisconsin critical in general is Barnes is up. Uh, Evers is up. Yeah. So they're up on all three right now, but it is early. It is early. It's it's early, but it's also getting to the point where you got to figure it's a state like, like it's, it's, uh, it's only been an, the, the polls have been closed. Or do the polls close in Wisconsin at nine or do they close at, um, they close at eight? Uh, I think they were an eight o'clocker. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, that's, I'm just going to be cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. I like sorry those to neighbor Derek. He's the Iowa guy. And uh, he was, he was hoping Grassley would finally lose. So no, nope, Derek, he'll be your Senator until he's a hundred. When you, when, by the time you guys move back to Iowa, he'll still be your Senator. When your kids but graduate I'll... from college or from high school, <laughs> Chuck Grassley will be there to shake their hands. Give them. Their I opinion. have, I was going to ask Kevin something though, before I forget, is there a way that I could give you some kind of post hypnotic suggestion so that, um, you deliver some backstrap or some tenderloin to my house. <laughs> I have, I have deer jerky in the dehydrator right now uh, from some meat that I found in the freezer. And I, I've already, <laughs> I, I'm making room for this year's awesome. deer and I, I'm already dehydrating some other stuff. Uh, I don't know about the backstrap. You'd have to fight my daughter on that. Uh, she devours deer steak and backstrap. Like it's, it's hard to I'll I'll settle best. for the tenderloin, Kevin. I'll settle for the best. I'll settle for the, the deer tenderloin. She, That's she knows the counts. She's the one who wrapped them for me tonight. Like she, she knows how I was asking her on the drive home. I'm like, how many pounds of uh, backstrap do we have going on? How much steak? Uh, because I, I didn't keep track of that. That was her job. I was doing the cuts. My That's son. one of the most Missouri things you've ever said on these shows, Kevin, is I got you're getting the old meat out of the freezer to make jerky to get, make room for the new meat. Like that's so that's so perfect. I'm I'm willing to share the jerky for sure. <laughs> John Diller is entering the chat. Uh, trying to refresh here and get some numbers on uh, Amendment Three in Missouri, the marijuana amendment. It's still there's still a ton of precincts out, and the the city vote won't come in for a while. So we'll see. Sean, man, welcome in. Congratulations in Colorado. Looks good out there, bud. Yeah, I saw they called uh, Bennett's race. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. And Polis, yeah. I think, smoked. Pol- yeah, Polis got called like yeah. an hour ago. I'm hoping that the uh, the Colorado Republicans are out for blood, like immediately, for this betrayal of uh, sending Joe O'Day sure. <laughs> to the ballot on their behalf. They should be livid. <laughs> What's uh, any? Have you caught anything yet, Sean? That's catching your eye as an interesting. Uh... I mean, I've been trying to, you know, get the kids down. Uh, so <laughs> I've been in and out. I think the main thing I just heard right before I jumped on was that Abby Spanberger looks like she's going to hold on to her seat. Yes. 
That's so, fantastic. Big deal. I think that's those, a really good indicator. Race in Virginia. Now, yeah. I think that was one we talked about a few weeks ago like, when we were talking about potentials. Was like one in there was a North Carolina one. I think we talked about Spanberg or some about like those are the kind of races that like if it's a red wave, if in a true red wave election, in a 2010 red wave election, Spanberger would not be going back to correct. Congress. Yeah. No, Does I feel anybody like have? Go ahead. No, go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. I've been yammering for an hour. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> no giving advice. Um, yeah, I think her race. She's like the Ron Johnson of the Democratic Party in my right. mind. I'm always yeah. surprised, and she only got to the House, you know, maybe in 2018. I think is when she was elected. But she's such a badass, and you know, so great for the district. Such an awesome fit, and. And then I hear that just because it's a close district in terms of party registration and how they vote for president and everything, that the Republicans really dump money into trying to knock her off. And that freaks me out for like 10 months in a row. I'm just like, oh, God, if they think they can beat her, everything's, you know, uh, up for grabs or, you know, going the wrong way. And then she, of course, should hold on to her seat. Um, So, yeah. And the Senate, you know, it's like the last time I checked in Georgia, Warnock and uh, Walker were like within a tenth of a percent of each other. Yeah. So right now, Walker's up 49.3 to Warnock 48.7. And the third party candidate, Oliver, is actually right now officially a spoiler in this race for Warnock. Wow. From a percentage standpoint. But there right. is 19% of the vote left, and a lot of that's going to come from the, you know, the heavy center of the state where it takes a long time to count it, and that's where Biden pulled it out. That's where Warnock pulled it out last time. So we'll see. It, it's We just talked about we might, before you got on. It's probably going to go to runoff. Or we won't know until tomorrow. Like, we, probably, right. we, we may not know Georgia until tomorrow. I think there's a bunch of these we're not going to know, you know. We we started a little late um, for, for I know for some folks, um, but even so, there's still going to be I think a lot of races by the time we wrap up here tonight that are just going to be sitting out there in the open, um, you know. In general, uh, Nicholas, uh, you've been traveling around a little bit and dealing with educators and stuff. Are you, um, like, are people are people talking about these races? as heavily as like, like, obviously we talk about this shit all the time. If you're on, if you're watching us on a live stream or even listening to this the day after you probably talk about this shit all the time. Um, Like, is it becoming more of a conversation? Do you think? The thing is with like my job right now is that we have to stay away from the politics as much as possible, considering the teachers that I'm working with. Sure. But let me say this about, the way that the the drive goes, right? Because I go south and then I cut straight across to southeast Kansas, right? So that whole area that's there from the way that I'm looking at, like, okay, I'm sorry, Adam, your question is like, I'm so distracted because we're getting, from where I'm looking right now, we might be getting numbers soon for Boone County. So oh, like, okay. that's really interesting to me right now. So I'm looking, I'm waiting on that because back whenever we did um one of the big episodes for the delta right the well <laughs> my representative for the 44th right or whatever is going to be um up for election right so yeah. i'm looking at that kind of saying 
and not as like, is it going to actually do something, but it looks at what yeah. Columbia is going to do about um, weed. And that's really what I'm looking at right now, mm-hmm. as far as like looking at how right. that and is. That'll be cool Trudy to see. doing really, yeah. really well. And then you're looking at weed for that. And then we're looking at her. And like, I just have that personal attachment because that's my school district. That's my area. So it's very, very local and very, very personal to me. So as far as like looking at school districts wise, when I drive out to these other school districts, it's like, okay, I'm interacting with teachers and they don't really seem like distracted by it at all. Like they're so focused on what's going on that you don't really have this kind of interaction, but like where I'm at, like my, my town, it's just always in your face. Like it's just always constantly there. Um, yeah. The only thing that I know of that's super politics is that there's this huge um, semi tractor trailer that just has, that just says, you know, well, it's, it's the, it's the nicer version of, you know, the let's go Brandon, right? Let's, that's how it's going to go. Like right <laughs> there. And like you're driving by and you can't miss it. So I see that every single time I drive down there, like multiple times. And I want to just, I'll snap a picture of it, post it on a, on a uh, social media at some point in time, yeah. but Sean, I'm, I cut you off. Cause I was like babbling. Go ahead. Oh no, not at all. Yeah. I mean, Boone County is going to be a great spot to see the difference between, you know, how Democrats like Adrian Plank and uh, Doug Mann I'm trying to remember who else is kind of running in the tougher or uh, competitive districts. Um, yeah. Those, those then, are the, you know, those what's are the, the marijuana though. Yeah. Yeah. So Amendment 3, uh, this is on the Secretary of State's webpage, 922 of 3,266 precincts in in Missouri. Uh, Amendment 3 has 716 total votes in, uh, which is higher than the other amendments, no pun intended. It does have more votes total than the other amendments, which was one of the things I was suspecting would happen. Um, It is currently underwater. The yes has 349 the no has 367,000, but that's going to be, you know, 700,000 out of, oh, what we're looking at about 3 million or so votes usually in Missouri in a uh, November election. So, and with the, the, the numbers that we've been seeing, so that's a, not, not a lot of the vote is in, is, is what I'm trying to say there. So did you guys ever see ads against amendment three? I don't think I ever saw any ads against it. Are you talking about television I ads or I, I don't I watch billboard? Yeah. I don't watch sports, so I don't I, see. Ads. I watch live sports. <laughs> I saw Trudy Bush Valentine ads. I saw a those are expensive ads. Shitload mm-hmm. of where you really want to Shreese see the ads. You can watch and the anti David's ads. Okay. Um, I didn't see any weed ads. I have a billboard just down the road, like an electronic billboard that sometimes scrolls through, and their only their ad against Missouri Amendment Three was. Uh, it adds 39 pages of poorly written language to the Constitution. Didn't have any substance whatsoever to the ad. That's just all it was on. There. The, the entire, this is, and I, I don't, you know, whether it passes or not, I will continue to beat this drum. The campaign against Amendment 3 was one of the most incredibly dishonest campaigns. I mean, it was I also think calling dishonest. it a camp. I also think calling it a campaign is there wasn't really an organized effort against it. There no, were you're, some you're people right. that were trying to make it a thing. It's not like there is that there is a campaign for it. Yes. Um, and there are the people that are against so the it opposition, are, I will say. 
All right, let's throw it over to Nicholas Linky's at the Boone County desk. <laughs> <laughs> what what I was going to say just a moment ago was about uh, three. Just to tell you how much commercials were actually going on with uh, Amendment Three is that my grandfather, who religiously watches the most conservative stuff that you possibly can, we were driving through my hometown, well, our hometown, and uh, he looked over at a Scooter's Coffee and said, Nicholas, is that one of those new dispensaries that's going up because of the new amendment? And I go, no, Grandpa, that's a coffee that's shop. A coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't passed yet, buddy. Scooter. That sounds like some kind of... It certainly does you know, sound like a drug. Well, it is. Gallywag, ragamuffin. Yeah. That's such um, a South Park situation. Scooters. One of those dispensaries <laughs> going good. up. No, Sharice Grandpa, Davis that's a coffee shop. Looks like she's going to beat Amanda Adkins, the Republican, by 13 yeah, points. She, yeah, so that just, was like. Wipe the floor looked- with her. I just looked at that and um, I'm uh, that's another that's another we talked about this in the pod a bit that that was another one of my like if it's a red wave she's gonna we'll have to see how big the spread is yeah. if she does hold on like that's a pretty she's up and, by 36,000 votes yeah in yeah. Kansas like right you know, and in Kansas she's up by like, a Kansas ahead. KU football game attendance when they're winning it's very specific a lot of people yeah yeah pretty good pretty good size stadium and every once in a while they fill that sucker up yeah and it speaks to like one of the big questions that everybody was kicking around um you know all the smarty pants types um you know did this did did the abortion if you're playing at home on the bingo game you can throw in your smarty pants (laughs) sorry go ahead no not at all um Oh, just whether, you know, the the energy around abortion had had receded in, in a right. handful of months. Right. And so it seems like no in Kansas. And, you know, we'll see in some of these other. Well, and the, and the reality. So that, that's I, I live, you know, close enough to the border that I get the Kansas television market. And so or the, the, the television market that Sharice Davids is in. She's in that KC Metro Mediaplex. And so I got all the commercials for that race. And. Um, there were a lot of them and there were a ton of pro Sharice Davids commercials. She spent a ton of money on commercials. Uh, they were really good. And the one I, uh, we talked about, uh, at some point where she had this guy who's a Republican mayor, who's like, I've worked with Sharice Davids. She comes to our town. She helps us out. She delivers, like she gets the job done and she's, you know, she's a very reasonable person. And the only attack ads that they were running against her where Sharice Davids is, you know, Joe Biden's spending and money, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Like, and it's just none of it, it didn't stick. Like, it, just, yeah. it didn't, it didn't like, add up. If this high income majority white district in Kansas didn't buy the, you know, anti Biden right. spending inflation kind of uh, message, I think that also speaks to like how it's going to go over in Arizona. Cause I think that was definitely how they tried to pin Mark Kelly. Who's like really independent and an astronaut has his own story right. as just being a Biden lackey. Right. No, that's a, yeah. I think that's a great, a great point. Yeah. Mark, Mark Kelly's going to win by a bajillion. Yeah. Currently, currently Kelly's up by about in Arizona. He's up by, Oh, not quite 15 points. So uh wow he's got a pretty heavy threshold lead against uh masters at this point which again is not happening in ohio i just can't mention that enough times how utterly absurd it is that a fake phony full of shit lying 
scumbag dipshit asshole motherfucker like jd vance is going to be in the united states senate i I think that just goes back to tim ryan not being a good candidate like i i I hate to say it but here's two two people that i think are far overrated as candidates i'm not saying they're bad administrators or quality smart human beings as but candidates i was thinking about this while i was driving home uh is that there is a huge difference between somebody who knows how to run something you know, run a campaign, administrate, organize, do all that stuff, and a good candidate. They're not always the same thing. And it's Tim Ryan, in this cycle, Tim Ryan and Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams is an excellent, excellent leader. She's an incredible organizer. She's smart as shit. She, she can hold a room as she talks about important, complicated things. She's not a good candidate because her communication skills are great if she's talking to us, if she's talking to political people who understand what she's talking about. I've never heard her talk about that stuff and and thought, wow, she delivers it a way a five-year-old can understand. She doesn't. She's bad at that. Tim Ryan's bad at that too. Tim Ryan is not a compelling person to listen to speak. And it's interesting because you, you know, putting them side by side, obviously, you've got a black woman and a white man who couldn't be from an appearance standpoint, you know, striking the eye, they couldn't be more different to take in. And yet I think the both of them are going to lose for the exact same reason. And interesting to see the difference in the margins, because honestly, like they're both states that Trump carried in 2016. And then Georgia Mm -hmm. went blue. Yeah, I don't I, I will, I will say that it does seem like, especially with the the, the just the absolute dead heat that Warnock and, and let's let's be clear Warnock is still behind. Um, he has not. You know, you, you'd like to see. We're praying the, for a runoff uh, at this point. Yeah, I think. I think yeah, runoff means he doesn't lose tonight. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And I, you know, I I don't know what it is about Stacey Abrams that doesn't land with Georgia voters. This is her second time around. It could be that people got worn out the first time. Um, it could be that I heard somebody, uh, guessing about this. Another person who doesn't live in Georgia, who's, you know, uh, I was talking about him earlier. He's a Latino pollster. And so they were talking specifically about the Latino vote in Georgia. And, um, he was kind of shrugging his shoulders in the same way where he was like, I don't know, Kemp got to run against the same exact person again. Yeah. And he probably took her more seriously. Yeah. Um, he probably treated her like the threat that she is. And um, the last time he didn't, and this time he did. And, you know, I don't, it's, I would, I've I've said this a million times, like, I would love to know, I think what resonated, what was resonating with folks in Georgia, I'm guessing about Walker is aside from the fact that he's, you know, a name brand and people know the name is that Trump endorsed him, you know, Trump came and did a lot of campaigning for him there. Um, And people maybe relate to his kind of, stumbly ineloquent awkward um almost you know criminally negligent lack of intelligence that might be relatable i don't know we'll see (laughs) yeah well it's you can't run on she she ran on process you can't if you're the candidate and i bet sean will agree with what i'm about to say 100 percent. if your candidate is arguing process you're losing. The candidate yeah. should never be talking about process. We should be talking about process. CNN, the Washington Post, the newspapers, that's where you should be seeing process is in the media, in the press, 
in the smarty pants rooms where people are talking, it should not ever, 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 not ever be coming out of a candidate's mouth. And Stacey Abrams is the poster child for talking about the process of kind of like laws we need to pass or yes. kind of, yeah. I right. never once to do in heard her give a speech like about economics, about dinner table issues, about real shit that everybody, people don't think about voting rights laws all the time. They just don't. Oh, Rachel's got something. I don't. I wanted to just shout out that um, Carrie Lake is having a very shitty night in Arizona. <laughs> uh, Hobbs is up similar, similar, similar lead. Uh, Hobbs is got has got about a fifteen point lead on um, on Lake. Um, so I hope I hope that uh, they go to tanning bed for Carrie in the campaign office because um, I think she's like a reverse vampire. There's a lot of those in Arizona. She's like a reverse vampire. She if she doesn't get a lot of tanning time in, then she'll um, I don't know. She she's like she's like time. a smoker that like has to smoke to breathe. You know those smokers. You have those friends that like they yeah. become so addicted to cigarettes. So I come out of breath. I need a cigarette. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's got somebody kind of constantly following her with like a spray tan. Um. Yeah. Whatever. She's losing. That's oh, great. Get my elbow. It's rubbing. Um. Yeah. I, I want to say also that in over in Kansas, um, seventy four percent of the vote in Kelly is up by nearly 49,000 vote a vote so Hell she's got yeah. a six point lead on schmid schmid um wow is it schmidt it's schmid pronounced like crudite but schmidt <laughs> <laughs> speaking of have you guys talked fetterman oz at all you know yeah, we we before i joined we on really. yeah we have i mean uh, fetterman's looking pretty good right now he's looking he's very got, good he's yeah still, he's yeah. always looking good but how's the race going i mean come on uh he's got 50 50.2 percent of the vote he's an adonis <laughs> oz is only sitting at 47 i can't be the only person that every time i look at fetterman i think yeah oh, i sure do like me them red fried taters like i don't i don't because i i've seen billy bob thornton and he's like He's like Sean. He's like a little, he's like a, he's not, a, or Elliot, my husband. He's, it's the face. Like a it's dude. the face. It's the way I he don't holds see it. his face. You, you, okay. Ask the question again. And say the question again. Am I the only person? Am I the go only ahead. person who when yes. I see? Okay, there we go. Yes. <laughs> All right. Fuck you. Well, and then if you look at the house race. <laughs> you asked the question. <laughs> you made me ask the question again. I knew what you were doing, but I did it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. I have Oregon news. Would you like an Oregon news from yes. Pennsylvania? Yes. At the house races. Uh, this is Pennsylvania. This is governor. governor. So that was a big one to me because we had an election. We have we had two election yeah, deniers. Shapiro's kicking um, Mastriano right in the Shapiro is 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 just dogpiling. Yes. I mean, like this the 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 Fetterman Oz lead is like I, the last time I looked was like a hundred and fifteen, hundred and seventeen thousand, mm. something like that. The Shapiro Mastriano lead, Shapiro's up by four hundred and ten thousand votes. votes so yes he's up by more than like probably total votes than people are going to vote for senate missouri or something like that is an insane amount that's like, um, that's like just, yes all right i saw somebody earlier who said why don't why does the media talk to gen z about gen z voters uh and you know what we do here at the heartland pod we 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 talk to gen z about Gen Z voters Aww. because we're good like that. And we got we got Gen Z voter himself, the man, the myth, the legend, Ray Reed. Ray man, how's it going out there? Hey guys, you know, 
how are you <laughs> good 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 what uh, what are you up to on this fine election eve so it's been a long day long night um just walked out of trudy bush valentine's election night party um, nice yeah uh they even let they even let you know me talk so that was pretty cool there you go. <laughs> uh, there you go. um you know i think the story of tonight for democrats in missouri is that the sun will come up in the morning and there's still a ton of work to be done and there are still a ton of good people here in the state who are willing to fight for a better missouri and missouri as it should be um so that's what we need to be focused on yeah. starting with the second we wake up in the morning what do you think about the uh, a lot of videos going around? I tagged you in one on uh, Twitter with the the Wisconsin kids. Man, uh, man you you're Gen Z, you're showing up, showing out. What do you think? Yeah, so I I uh, talked to um Congressman uh, Jamal Bowman this morning. We're crushing the numbers from 2018. That uh, 18 to 35 year old turnout. You know, there's something about my generation. You know, I think we just collectively have had enough. It doesn't matter whether you're, whether you're Republican or Democrat, we're all turning out uh, in droves in, in this cycle. And yeah. I couldn't be more proud of like all the high school and college kids that came out. What do you, do you think, is it just like, okay, so, so for us, we've got the show right here, right? We've got on the screen right now, six people. We've got one Gen Z, one Gen X, and then four center cut prime cut millennials i mean right in the juice of the millennial uh, uh you know center there um, you are yeah you are the millennials when i am to x you're just like boom you're right, just like right, right in the We're right in the cut on yeah it, man um and in fact the only reason i'm not insufferable millennials because my sister is an xer and she's you know so it like I know balanced me out. <laughs> it balanced me out in here um but uh so so here's here's what i'm wondering is like for us you know, our grandparents were running the show and they're kind of still running the show. Uh, and for you, it's like great grandparents who are running the show. Like, is that, is that kind of what does it? Is that it's just like, holy shit. Yeah. It's like, we let you yahoos run this train into the ground for too long. It's time for, <laughs> it's time for some, some young folks to step. That's why I couldn't be like more proud of my brother, Maxwell Frost in Florida. He'll be I sitting. Was just gonna in ask you, I was, I was just going to ask you about that. So oh, did um, he win? Yeah. They he called did. his race really early. It was Ooh. one of those, like, it's like Cori Bush. Like she won, they called her race like hours ago. Yeah, so even DeSantis could not, uh, couldn't get him out on the map. DeSantis couldn't pull it off. So. Yeah. No, they like Florida. It looks like Missouri now. Like there's just these like little tiny dots of blue, and the rest is red. Um, but yeah, congratulations to him. I would love for you to talk more about that. It's so exciting. Yeah, Maxwell. You know, he really tapped into uh, something that you know I could even do. Like he inspired people. Well, there were enough young people in his district that he you know touched, and because of his work with March for Our Lives and other progressive organizations, they all came out investing into his campaign really early and he built this army of young people that you know i saw a little a little bit of it in my race with you know a young person knocking on an older person's door and mm -hmm. them being inspired by the energy of this younger generation uh but he did that like times 10 uh and it really paid off you know he, he was able to raise a lot of money get on national tv um and that helped him out um he, he and he had a really really tough primary 
I couldn't be more proud of Maxwell. You know, I'll, I, I'll be there when he's sworn in. I'll just be cheering him on over the next few years. That's so cool. That's so cool. Well, maybe we'll have to uh, special correspondent from the Heartland Pod when you go out there, get a little. And am I right? There was a Zier in in Texas, also in the like the, that district uh, that is the super liberal district uh, in Austin. Former city councilman, I believe he won his race. Am I? I don't know. I've um, only looked at okay. Maxwell and Trudy. Those are the only two races I even know. Word, about. no <laughs> worries, man. I'll, I'll I'll look it up tomorrow. But uh, there was another, I believe, Zier uh, in Texas, or certainly like another young Latino. Um, and he was talking about just like labor that that a lot of these younger candidates um, and a lot of the kind of the the fever or the I would say the passion in a lot of these races is because there's been so much organizing around abortion, but also but also labor that, mm-hmm. you know, that there is a lot of um, uh, mobilization uh, because people from your generation are very hip to the fact that if you don't do anything now, wages are never going to go up and that the wages do you still I, for me from my perspective from what i have heard it seems like the top vote the top issues with um gen z i'll leave abortion off the table because i think that's the obvious one is mm-hmm. um is the environment number one mm-hmm. uh uh wage i'll say wages wages work conditions um whatever you want to call it, economic issues, those types of issues is number two. And then number three is gun control. Is that, or gun gun reform is, do you think that I'm on the right, the right path there? I I think think you are. Like you ask any young person, high school, college, like what are the issues you care about? Two or three of those are going to be on everyone's list. Wow. Uh, Yeah, for sure. So where are you headed, man? You you done for the night or you got some some more um, places to I, I wish I was done. I'm doing a quick thing with CBS and then I'm gonna go into Megan Green's uh victory party. I don't know. I don't actually haven't looked at any results, so I'm assuming it's a victory party. Yeah, yeah I think, I think, I think we're all that was my we we had a we had a joke on the on the pod on Monday that like what is your lock race? And I was like, Oh, Megan Green's gonna beat the shit out of Jack Coder as well. So I'll, I'll um, I just got off the phone with Trish Dumby. She is an amazing candidate. She did an amazing job running against Anna Wagner, and we still need her voice in the Missouri Democratic Party. I don't know yeah, what we really do, but I love Trish. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, hey, it's send hard, our love, it's hard to, not to, love uh, to the Green Camp, and uh, you know, if they're just feeling so good that they got to hop on, you know how to get us. So, I got. Uh, it. Send them our love, man. Thanks for stopping by. Well, you guys take care. And thank you. Thank you guys for all your work this cycle. Like you guys really lifted up a lot of voices in Missouri all across the state for Democrats and really anyone who really wanted to lift their voice up that normally wouldn't have a voice. Like you guys did an amazing job this cycle. Look forward to seeing you guys in the 24 cycle. Well, just like you, man, we're just getting started. So we'll see you next cycle. All right. You guys take care. Have a good night. Thanks, Ray. Yeah. Thanks, man. Bye. That was Ray Reed, uh, former candidate for uh, Democratic uh, nomination for Congress in the second, and uh, all around nice, nice dude. Lo- yeah, love, lovely human being. I job. will, I will say the Rays. Speaking of Ray Reed and Trish Gunby, the Rays has been called for Ann Wagner. I don't know yeah. if we officially um, knocked it out. Do you? What do you yeah, want to yeah, say, Sean? Unfortunately. Oh well, I was just looking through the. So I'm working on three races around in the St. Louis area this year, and so. It's Trish and then one for county council with Vicki England. That would be a flipped district. All of them were Republican held seats. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And 
so Vicki England's running for county council and Melissa Greenstein's running for state house and uh, and it's all kind of includes some West County and they're all at the exact same margins right now is what I was getting at mm-hmm. 51.4% ish for the Republicans 46 ish percent for the Democrats in all three of those races. And so if they called Trish, I'm hoping they aren't calling the others, you know, right away, but um, they seem to be moving forward um, as a group. Um, You know, so West County, I think, and I was looking through the precinct, the precinct results from 2020 today to kind of give myself a reality check right before the election. And just precinct after precinct after precinct in the Chesterfield Township voted for Trump by big margins. Yeah. Um, and these are not people who live in shacks and, um, but they are people who, you know, boarded commercial airlines and went to January fucking sixth. Right. But some of them, some of them, some of them mounts got in private, uh, chartered aircraft. Um, right. It's from the spirit of St. Louis airport. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, it'll be interesting yeah. to see what redistricting has done to this uh, Missouri second district, because I know like Jill Shoup, uh, when she went up against Ann Wagner, like Ann Wagner got 51 percent of the vote. And it seems like right now, I mean, with only 33 percent reporting, like Ann Wagner's got 55 percent of the vote. And I know Trish worked her tail off in this district. So they, they drug the tail of that district down through Warren County and yeah. down through the, you know, you know, the place where all of us know that down South 47, basically they took it down South 47 and across to the across 94 into Franklin County. And if you can find a Democrat in that area, you know, I'll give you a hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah well, and seriously, I, I think our big bet was like, you know, Rachel was talking about the flannel and I was saying, I bet Ann Wagner doesn't step foot in Warren or Franklin County once. Yeah. I don't think she Yeah. Did. You won that bet. And I don't think she did. Yeah. And it's like Trish and definitely the team, but you know, the candidate, the canvassers, everybody, was, they were there. Yeah. yeah. They, I went sat in on a... they went to, they went to St. Clair union, Washington. Everything. Yeah. They did it all. Yeah. Yeah. I was at a Warren County uh, Democrats meeting and Trish was there. I mean, she, she went into it. So Nicholas Charles, man, Nicholas Charles is doing some work on the live stream uh, comments. This is so if you're listening to the podcast version of this and you're not on the live stream, uh, you're missing all of these comments because these are Patreon uh, comments going on. Boone, he's got these Boone County updates. Uh, Adrian Plank is up looking pretty good. He's up by a, by Stop. about nine, almost a thousand. Uh, what? Doug Mann's up by about a thousand. Whoa. Uh, Kip Kendrick is up by five thousand. Yeah, Kip's gonna smoke these yeah. the other dude if if Adrian and Doug are doing that well. Yeah. Wow. Kip solid. We gotta get I'm gonna get Kip on the show. Mark, mark my words. I like Kip. Uh <laughs> megawatt smile on that guy. He's a he's a he's a state legislator at heart. He's uh cagey as hell, hard to pin down. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> very bizarre do we have but anything yet on congratulations some of the state? do we have anything yet on some of the state other state races like uh yeah. deb lavender's running in a newly constructed district um yeah, let me do some here let me go back to this uh secretary of state lg want to see how lg's doing sean's so, sean's sean's colleague i'm looking at official secretary of state so if people have other information on it but this is the this will be a little bit slower on the numbers it's giving us because it's the actual SOS page. Um, so Corey's up. That's obvious. Um, 
Wagner Gumby is uh, fifty five forty two, but there's still a lot of vote out uh, on the Secretary of State's page. So I don't, you know, we'll see where that goes. Uh, District three is going to be Luke Demeyer over Man, pretty pretty handily. Um, District four will be Alford. It's not that wasn't really a race. Uh, District five will go to Cleaver. Uh, District six will go to Sam Graves again. Although Henry Martin making an okay showing. District 7 will go to Burleson. Uh, District 8 will go to Smith. Kristen Radiker, Schaefer, and Randy McCallion both uh, made, you know, they're, they're making a show, and there's some third parties there too. Um, state Senate districts, let's see here. Uh, Michael Sinclair should uh, have a shot, but I think Schroer probably takes that one. Um, in District 2, District 4, Carla May looks pretty good. She's a Democrat. Um, most of them are going kind of the way you expect, uh, Republicans are winning where they were expected to win. Democrats are winning where they were expected to win. Uh, district 24, that's a kind of an actually contested race. The Democrats up there pretty good in district 24, Tracy McCreary over George Furza. That's a, that's a genuinely contested race. She's a great, great. she is. She's awesome. That's an important one. Uh, John Keeney is making a showing, but he's going to lose to Ben Brown, which is not a shocker in the 26. Ben Brown is, uh, pay attention to his name in Missouri politics. Ben Brown will be uh, climbing the, Ben Brown is like Nick Shore, but not a fucking moron. Um, let's see. Uh, Jess Piper, that race, uh, she lost. Uh, it was a 12,300 vote race. She put picked up three thousand votes, seventy five percent to twenty four percent, basically seventy five twenty five race. Um, which, frankly, for that district, we she's should yeah, probably we overperforming that, by about five or six that, points. Yeah, she, you know, that's the first time a Democrat's run in twenty how many? Yeah, years? first time a Democrat's been on the ballot in that district in period. in over period. a generation. So, so she, that's that's uh, you know, anytime <laughs> anytime somebody has to do something like that, you are just a pioneer. Um. And uh, we went through the map on Monday or on Sunday, we went through the the map of Missouri and, you know, we still just don't, we still have so many uncontested races in Missouri. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I understand that it's incredibly difficult to most, right? Like that was, and I've, I've been hearing for years, like the thing we really have to do, we got to get, we, you know, we heard at the beginning of the cycle too, we've got to get, you know, somebody in every district. We've got to get somebody in every district. Um, and, in every and, uh, and all the kids. And I, yeah, it didn't, it didn't, um, it didn't happen again. So yeah. none of these things, I, I hope, you know, I, I know that, uh, you know, the, these, these hugely contested Senate races are where all the money goes. Yeah. And then second in line to that are the really contested house races. And then third in line to that are the top of the, you know, governor state seats in, uh, competitive states and nothing on a national level goes to people that are running for state office to be a state uh to be a state legislature so speaking of those people some big congrats to give out uh jamie johnson in the 12th district that's north kansas city uh she won that race that was a contested race uh democrat won that race ashley ani goes back she gets reelected. that was a really contested race uh in the 14th district she wins her reelection. Uh, Eric Woods uh, will take over in the 18th district. Uh, that was a Democrat, is still a Democrat. Uh, let's see, let's see. Robert Saul should win his reelection. Emily Weber, Patty Lewis are unopposed. 
Uh, Ashley Man, Man Love is unopposed. Um, let's go down. Let's go to the spring. Sam Page looks district. like he's ahead yeah. by what is this? Five points so far. Mm-hmm. It would be a major upset if Sam Page lost. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And then Michael Burton is a Democratic state rep in, I don't know, kind of South County ish, maybe. Um, he might lose his seat. He's ahead, but barely. Um, That's an interesting one. Yeah. And Deb Lavender is ahead by looks like two and a half points. Oh, that's that's awesome. That'd be a, that's that to me is a big one. If Deb, yeah, I'm looking at that now. Yeah, there's a lot of votes there. Um, so Brad it's pretty it's early. <laughs> it's early, but uh, Ian Mackey. I, don't know is I think up. it's I think it's Chris. But yeah. <laughs> not a shocker there. Colin Lavote is up. Or um, that's good. Mel G. Wait, did Colin run for something? Colin Lovett, Colin Lovett. Yeah. Oh, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. in the it's in the hundredth district. It's right. It's right next to Mel G. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Randy, yeah, I'm just kind of just kind of scrolling here and just seeing anything. Any any new stuff on the national stuff while we're while we're scrolling the state? I thing? have some stuff. I I just looked at um I'm on uh St. Louis NPR and looking at some uh ballot initiatives because I was curious and um. Amendment four looks like it's probably going to pass, uh, which is bullshit. Um, That's the so uh, police four, funding. Yeah, so that was be- this is because the state wanted to flex its muscle more over how the police department in Kansas City is funded, mm-hmm. and they successfully looks like they've done it. So that's a real thumb in the eye, and um, uh, just more sort of stripping away local control from that that already existed, but I think they're just making it. Uh, they're making it more difficult in the future for yeah. uh, the mayor of Kansas city and the Kansas city city council to control their own police department, which is a bunch of hot bullshit. Um, thanks Missouri voters. But the way they phrased it is uh, require cities to increase police funding. It doesn't say that it's just one city. Right. It's just incredibly clever wording, Missouri so- Republicans. But the good news is uh, that amendment three is it's going to pass. Um, up yeah it's 51 percent of votes in and it's up by about twenty thousand votes right now and if you look at so uh the new york times has a great uh layout on this so if you're going boy it's it's pretty close no it's not and here's why in st louis city uh it's going 70 30 in favor 22 percent of the votes in in green county it's going 56 44 in favor 21 percent of the votes in Oh, wow. uh, in Jackson County, it's going 75-25, where Mayor Quentin Lucas, shout out Mayor Q for the retweet, thank you very much. It's going 75-25 in Jackson County, 23% of the vote is in. So, yeah. Voters aren't stupid. No, it's going to pass. Voters aren't stupid. By a lot. <laughs> well, Green I don't County, know. County, 62 percent of yeah, the vote I'm going to have to talk to some of these Georgia voters. Um, no, I know. Yeah. Yeah, let's jump over to, to Georgia. Faith. How's it going? What's, what's it looking like? Bad. Going bad. 49.4. <laughs> it's, it's only 31,000 votes. That's not a very big lead in Georgia with 14% of the vote out. There's a lot of vote out. That's a All lot right, of vote. Summer. Arizona, Blake Masters is at 39%, what I'm looking at right now. They've only counted, looks like half, but yeah. 
Mark Kelly's up by 20 right now, unless I need to refresh, but no, I'm looking at the same thing. He's yeah, got Clayton yeah, Masters so is getting whomped. A quarter yeah. of a million, a quarter of a, a quarter of a million uh votes is is Kelly's lead at this point. I don't I don't know where does that come from in a state like Arizona. Arizona is if you haven't ever traveled there, I um uh, some folks that may remember, on the pod may remember that I lived there for a little while. I lived in Tucson for a handful of years in the nineties and um, Arizona is Tucson and Phoenix and Yuma. And that's about it. Some coyotes. There's, there are some, there's some spots in between. Um, I don't know what the development has done to that area, but you know, Phoenix and Tucson are very, it's just sprawled out from the city. Yeah. 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 So, so there could be connected sprawl between those two places, similar to like Boulder and Denver. Um, And the rest of the state is incredibly sparsely populated. So can you pull up some Boone County stuff while we're talking about this stuff? Sorry to interrupt. I just want to No, So we talk about, so I mentioned Maricopa County before that is the Phoenix, that is the Phoenix County. And if um, if they had a lot of I don't know what they're if they had a lot of early voting in that area, if they have um, if 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 so if Maricopa County hasn't come in yet fully, then I, you can almost expect to see some of those numbers go even up further, I would say, for Kelly. Right. right. It's um, at 52 percent. Maricopa is at 52 percent reported. Yeah. So it's almost like I mean, an incumbent by 20 in that county. astronaut fighter pilot awesome guy all around guy is a very formidable opponent for a weaselly looking fuck <laughs> who's full of shit <laughs> and also the other you know I'm, I'm it's interesting to see that um I, I think when you see georgia like incumbency probably just had a lot to do with kemp i'm a little surprised that incumbency didn't help warnock more so far um because again um i don't think Herschel. i think I think it's almost, I mean, Herschel Walker is a narcissist, clearly, like, probably self-restraint is not anything he, he can't is even known spell for. narcissism, but he should not be a candidate. It's just like, who, the, what, what body did you drag? Like, what lake did you drag to find this man? <laughs> so, but it, you know, I, I that's, it's, I'm, I don't know. I'll have to talk to some, I'll have to talk to some folks in Georgia. All right, Jessica I need to talk- Hilton, a Democrat from Franklin County. She wants her $100. Um, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I'm not going to be in Franklin County anytime soon. Um, What's your $100? What's the $100 oh, That's for? amazing. I said, because if you can finally find me a Democrat down there, I'll give you $100. So, <laughs> so she lives in Franklin County. She's a Democrat. Uh, but I'll tell you what I'll tell you what I will do is, uh, Jessica, is since you're on the Patreon, uh, send, a, send a message on there. You don't have to post it publicly. Send a message with your... Uh, uh, e- or your address or email it to heartlandpod2020 uh, at gmail.com and I will mail you a Heartland Pod coffee mug and a Heartland Pod t-shirt directly to you for being a Democrat in Franklin County because that's the least we could do because uh, I can't mail whiskey. So <laughs> That is excellent. What a guy. There you go. There you go. And I think I may even still have some carts, some of Rachel's carts. So if those are sitting over there, I'll... I'll oh yeah, send those two. Those are great. Yeah. Uh so I want to just say that um, CNN has called it for Grassley in Iowa. So I think that's <sighs> something. There was this glorious moment where um, Grassley was a little bit behind Franken, and it was a lo- it was a lovely it was a lovely moment. I'm glad we could share it together. And um, do you think he even stayed up? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 
you know, it's a little feet. telling. You were talking earlier to Ray Reed about how like great grandparents are running the country. I had a conversation with my mother who is her in her late sixties tonight, where she commented on how disappointed she was about how many old people were running the country in Congress. And like Chuck Grassley's name was on that list. And it, it's, it tells you everything you need to know about how age has shifted that people in their six, cause my, my mom about the same age as your mom. And like, they kind of feel the same way. And it's like the people in their sixties are just like these old people. Like, what <laughs> are we going to do with these old people? Cause like, They've I look at my kids for them since they were kids. Right. And it's like, you have that hope for your next, the next generation. Yeah. And it's like these today's 65 year olds have been clinging to the idea that their children would do something <laughs> you know and uh yeah i think about like my grandpa in florida like that every memory i have of him he's old <laughs> he's just always been old <laughs> to me i'm 37 he's always been old like <laughs> it's crazy how old's your, old your grandpa 83 so at some That's point great. he was he was he was a young grandpa yeah oh yeah 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 but when yeah. you're two yeah, he was a young grandpa. yeah yeah, my so mom was forty. Yeah. Like yeah, your 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 kids look at me like that's an old lady. Sure, I have white hair. I walk yeah. in. Well, my and kids I'm like, look at think I'm old. Yes, look at yes. this thing. So what's like, what's going on here? I know. It's whatever. Nicholas Boone County, you guys, you got anything for us? It's a, it's a looking like uh, everything that you uh, would expect for it to be. <laughs> like that's what it's looking it's good. like. Good, good, good things. Well, I mean, okay. Like as far as the small down ticket stuff, like Doug would, and Adrian, I would expect I would have expected them both to lose. So if they continue to be ahead, that I think is a is a really positive trend. I ex- yeah, I did not expect them both to lose, but if they both, I did not expect both, them both to win. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that balances that out. Uh, Nicholas Charles, he sold his New Mexico governor and Michigan governor shares on Predict It for ninety nine cents. Uh, I have my predicted investment, uh, my $69.20 investment on balance of power, which was House Republican, Senate Democrat, and it is currently sitting at, if I sold it right now, I would be making a hundred, almost a hundred dollars on it. If I hold it and win, I will make, uh, almost $200 on it. So, I so after a million stories about how the outlook is worsening for Democrats, now we've had about a day of consistent reporting that it's looking better for Democrats. It's looking okay. It's looking fine, yeah. in fact. Yeah, let's check out. I'm going to check out the governor page. So Minnesota Democrat, that's a lock. Uh, yeah, New Mexico is a whopping. The Democrats going to win. New York Democrat. What Oregon. about that second district in New Mexico? Well, I'm talking about governors right now. So, oh, okay. So, you know, they only have one governor district in New Mexico, which right, is right. the state. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Beta O'Rourke. Okay. I'll put him on the list. Uh, the Tim Ryan, Stacey Abrams, right. Beta O'Rourke list. What um, happened, Beto? Not as buddy. good of a candidate as you think. Also, man. I'm not, I'm going to say this again. It is really fucking hard to register to vote in Texas, and it's extremely hard to vote in Texas. It is not, I don't mm-hmm. envy him. I don't envy anybody that has to run for office in Texas. Um, so, you know, the fact that the race is, you know, like he he won, placed or showed. Uh, I'm going to repeat. Getting the, he's getting if, the shit kicked out of him. If you if you want to register voters in Texas, and I think they also made it harder. 
you have to be deputized and you can only register voters in the county in which you are deputized mm-hmm. and you can only do it for like i forget it's like a really short amount of time mm-hmm. um it's a little bit like if you're going to get deputized to like marry somebody to like officiate a mm-hmm. wedding like it only lasts for 48 hours so with a with a democrat in a state like that you're you have to in, uh, increase turnout and i i saw from a lot of from the handful of people i saw talking about texas said the turnout in texas was in, was pretty was not exactly what i would call high like everybody was like people just stayed home they just didn't want to show and up and here's the thing about everything you just said about registration in texas uh it's very smart very correct uh <laughs> very boring you can it's disagree with me. no 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 i agree with everything you said it's boring as shit to talk about. Right. It's the right. same. It's the process stuff. So you've got Be- Beto is at his best when he's delivering 10 word bullshit, non-substance answers at, at full volume with his sleeves rolled up, standing on top of a table that had stuff on it just before he stood on it. Like that's when Beto O'Rourke is, is doing his thing. When Beto O'Rourke is Mr. Registration of Voters guy, He's not a candidate anymore. He's an organizer. Organizers aren't candidates. Candidates aren't organizers, and people confuse the two things drastically. But I think, yeah, but well, I think that's. Oh, go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna. So something I was thinking about today of like kind of what are the lessons you know going into before the results. You know, what am I? What has kind of clarified for me about this cycle? You know, that I might have been less sure about, or kind of, you know, what are the takeaways? And I think one big takeaway for me has been like you have to be so much more aggressive you as in me um like sean the lesson is you have to be so much more aggressive at calling out your opponent calling out what like this guy's full of shit you gotta fight it's not you can't you're exactly right adam i think you're and we don't realize when we're doing it democrats like we don't realize that we are making an a policy argument yes and we are kind of leaving out, you know, like Greg Abbott and the Republicans are lying and, you know, they're doing it to benefit themselves and don't even go down the road of, you know, what's happened since the Supreme Court struck down the Voting Rights Act. Democrats spend so much time explaining things and talking about what's fair that they never actually campaign on anything. And that that's that I think is a huge thing. Why right. this? Why Fetterman? is so good like fetterman is i've never heard listen to fetterman talk about voter registration processes and how the sausage gets made he doesn't talk talk about policy wise he's talked about legal weed and like some of the profiles like when people you know summarize him you know in the national stuff and he never doesn't say they just mentioned i'm his... going to tell you about the history of weed and the why why weed has these equity problems that go back for generations he i promise you he knows all that stuff but he doesn't say that what he says is man weed should be legal it's bullshit that it's not right and as a senator <laughs> he could make a real difference in making that well, happen and also that. like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna defend beto again i've never heard beto say those things those are the things that i said about registering voters and all that i've I've heard other people say that in defense of why it's so fucking hard to win in Texas. The other thing that is hard about Texas is that it is in Pennsylvania. It's it's, yeah, it's massive. Is you, there's like 10 Pennsylvanians in Texas. I made that up. I don't right. know what it is. But Pennsylvania is densely populated and um, it's easy to navigate. It's You can crisscross the state really, really, really easily. Um, 
Texas, just think about how many times when you're running for statewide office, you have to go back to a county. Right. And you have to go back to a community. And just think about the Three amount times. of mass. Is that, was that the magic number? Three times is Three? the magic number. Three times. Okay. So just think of the amount of, think about just campaigning. In, I don't know if you've been to Houston. Um, I have spent time in Houston. Houston is a enormous metroplex. You need it's a humongous. month to canvas Houston with right. an army. And then, and then let us not forget Dallas right. and let us not forget San Antonio right. and Austin. And it's fucking huge. And, and Alamo, Abbott has made, the right. And, and, uh, right. And Abbott's made a huge deal about like busing immigrants. And I think that's it. I think people like performative toughness, Yes. but, um, I try and I also try it's a good not question. To it's like, what is, what is the significance? Cause like before I got on, like Donna Brazil was, you know, they asked her about Stacey Abrams, you know, what does this mean? Or like what happened basically? And kind of what she said was like, she ran a great campaign. In fact, as good as anyone ever could in her position, <laughs> basically kind of what you're saying about Beto. And like, it is, it's like, what does that mean? Like, okay, he did as well as he could have done and he lost by 10. What does that mean? You know, I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, I, I, I go back to like, if you were, let's say that you were a pretty decent human being and you wanted to run as a Republican gubernatorial candidate in California. If you were an okay human being and you wanted to, I, I say that because like, I think the likelihood now of anybody running for office as a Republican the likelihood is that they are not a very good human being at this point in time because they're a proto-fascist. That's what they are. They're they're an extremist movement. Um, wrapped How do you up. feel about the Republicans? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, occasionally I see one where I'm like, "Wow, you're not Don't an pull asshole. Your That's good. Now. Yeah. Good for you." Abbott's a horrible person, right? Like these are yeah. not. So if you were going to try and introduce yourself to voters in California, it would be as hard to do that for a Republican in California as it is, I think, for a Democrat in um, Texas. When it comes to Georgia, I just think everyone got way too excited about it being purple, right? Like everybody's like, oh my God, Georgia's purple. And I think Georgia really just, I think Donald Trump really shit the bed for Georgia when he was you know, trying to get Joni Ernst and uh, who was the other? They had this crazy. There's Leffler. No, Ernst is Iowa, but yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, Lef Loeffler, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Loeffler, excuse me. Um, and, you know, he was he was stomping around the state saying this whole thing's rigged. It's stolen. Um, one of the elections at the time was a special election that was Warnock. <clears throat> we still have Ossoff. Uh, he won again. So I think the lesson is like Georgia's not really uh, purple. It just isn't. Like, it just isn't. I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, it's just like, I don't know. Like, right. If you're John not... Ossoff, it's like you got your job for six years, but I would already be like, holy fuck. Like, how right. am I going to run again? Yeah. Statewide in Georgia? Like, what's that going to be like? Talk yeah. about it from your angle. We were talking earlier about, like, why your angle is so different from our angle, you know? Because um, even, even, you know, Kevin is more in the like the minutiae of politics than you are nicholas like you you're very much in the education science side of things and then you you see the connection between the politics but you don't think in the political way that we do what do you what do you see with these kinds of things yeah so i have a question for ray whenever he was on and i was muted unfortunately but i 
I wanted to ask him if this was a clear representation of the Gen Z kind of movement, because I'm looking at it from the standpoint of some of my students coming through, they're voting, right? And they're finally at the point when they're looking at great grandparents or their grandparents, and they've had power for so long. One of two of my students have actually texted me because like, as I moved out of the classroom, it was kind of opened up to see it, like keeping connection and they're in college now. And it doesn't track with them anymore. We're like, respect your elders because they're the elders, because they're paying their own bills, right? They've got to that point to where that Midwestern politeness that you and Kevin and Sean have been raised with to kind of like withhold and play this kind of pragmatic game is not embedded in them. So she's talking, and I'll just say, she's talking about going to Thanksgiving, right, very soon, and actually voicing for one of the first times the opinions that she has about abortion rights, about gun control, about the climate, and about unions. And it's this finally like coming forward. And what I think that it really is in a lot of respects is, is that they're looking at it from the standpoint, like how you and I look at it as far as our kids, right? We're all all four of us millennials have kids that we're looking at it for caretakers. Like we want to make sure there's a representation of a future for our kids. Mm-hmm. But they're looking at it from almost a union aspect as far as like there's a bigger group of them, right? Like that's when unions actually matter. It's not like this is us group. It's like the union spreads out to other union type ideas. And I think that's just the mindset that they have. Like they are fighting. Yeah, there's solidarity all over. It's like solidarity for the planet, solidarity for guns. The climate change. You're right. Well, Because there's nothing for them, right? Nobody's left anything for them. Like right. we think we got the scraps. Well, if we got the scraps, what the fuck did they get? Well, you guys also like one of the things that I always try to tell people about, like, because I was always a millennial defender when I in, when when I when I um same. Do what now? Say who? What so the whiskey is kicking in? By the way. Oh, there you go. I could tell. I can always tell because like because there's more like <laughs> there's like more like Loki Adam jokes where I'm talking. He's like, so, I'm like, yeah. what, are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying over there? But all I was going to say is I was always somebody that when people my age were like, oh, these millennials. And I was like, what the fuck do you think people said about us? Right. Yep. Do you remember when we were younger and everybody was like, oh, Dexers, they're so ambivalent. They just <laughs> want to listen to the MTV and smoke weed. And listen With to their that round glasses and their jeans. Yeah. But- yeah, whatever. Um, and I think like one of the things that's really changed that's quite different is that uh, it took some sense of nuance or at least sort of formal understanding of politics to know why Ronald Reagan was terrible. Yeah. The Iran-Contra affair is as bad a scandal as anything that's, I know we're not even talking about the election, now, I'm just talking about politics, but like it was as bad as anything because they were having all finished it real quickly. Um, yeah, really quick, because then uh, we got a, we got a special guest that I want to I want to get on here. Awesome. So all I want to say is like Reagan wasn't a a, a boogeyman. Bill right. Clinton wasn't a boogeyman. Even George uh, W. Bush boogie, let's be wasn't a boogeyman. He he was disliked and he was unpopular. But like you right. guys were just getting scary. out of high school. 9-11 was like a galvanizing event. It right. made people want to serve in the armed forces. So. All of that dust is settled, and then here comes Donald Trump, who is just a a, a, a complete ogre. Right. So I think like it became very it's very easy to look at that and go, if we don't all get our shit together, we are fated to live under the rule of someone like that. So that's yeah. all I wanted to say about that. So I just clicked 
uh, on it. Let's see if Alan can hear us. If we can hear him, it doesn't. I don't see any audio yet for Mr. Dalt. Now, Alan, eh, let us let us know. Pop in if you can. I see. I see he's here. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. I see him. I got no sound. This is great radio. It's connecting to the audio. There he is, Alan. Hey, everybody. Hey, man. So we've got Alan here. Salt. Uh, Alan is uh, one of our very first uh, subscribers. I mean, period. Like he's like OG pod uh, listener, pod family. Big the whole time. Bit. Um, used to send me a lot of unsolicited DMs uh, before we met. Um, <laughs> and, uh, well, eggplants in there, maybe. I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and uh, I, I invited Alan on because uh, I wanted to say thank you to him and I wanted to acknowledge him on this midterms podcast. Alan, how many doors did you knock this cycle? So I didn't start counting until August 28th. Yeah. Um, I started knocking in the It would be unfair probably. if you counted before then. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but since August 28th, 1,073. 1,073 doors. Yeah. On your, that's just you. Yeah, just me. And that was mostly for Trish. Did you, did you also get up there for Trudy? Just. No, it was mostly for Melissa Greenstein. Uh, Oh, nice. A good bit for Trish also. A little bit for Tracy McCreary. uh, A little bit for Colin Lovett. Uh, another state house candidate who was yeah. like 200 votes short tonight it looks wow. like um yeah. and then uh, actually i did a shift for cindy bernie too because the st charles democrats are doing some great stuff out there and so um a day that i was out at a st charles event i was like yeah knocking doors let me go out there for a, a candidate who's got a good shot to win so well that, that's why i wanted yeah. to, i wanted to have you hop on because like you know we talk about you know what we're doing is about the tone of politics, but what you're doing is the the function, right? It's the it's the mechanism of politics, and I think you set an awesome example for folks in Missouri on what it really means to to do the work. Um, that that you know you yeah you're on Twitter and yeah you you know you're you're part of that ecosystem. But you're putting the work in. You're, you know, you're beating the pavement. Sean, you worked on on campaigns out there. Uh, was was Alan? Does that does a person like that make the raise? Is that the kind of person that just makes you really, really keep rocking? Yeah. No. Absolutely. And it's, you know, I love canvassing, and so I love it when I, you know, get to have that real life example of another person who also loves canvassing. Because sometimes you get down and you're like, man, am I the only one? Like. Do people know that this is what you have to do and it's great? <laughs> but yeah. to me, it's yeah. like, it's like and- the civic duty, you know, as much as, and it's because of my, you know, it's like, because I can, and it doesn't freak me out and I physically can, and like, you know, economically and, you know, logistically can. Um, and so because of all those things, for me, it's the same as just like being registered and voting is knocking doors. Um, and I do wish that was more, you know, the the feeling because a lot of, you know, even people who consistently vote Democrat don't get reached out to by canvassers. Um, and so, you know, it's important. So yeah. Alan, what's, and, what's and the I best? Will, oh, yeah, I will add, 
I, I will add like there were times like so like I said I've been doing this can for I just, months. Can I give good news update really quickly? Sorry. Yeah. Um, please. It looks like CNN has called it for Josh Shapiro in Pennsylvania. Hell yeah. That's All a major right. victory. That's a and big that means smile. We get moment. a Secretary of State there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think probably a senator. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I just wanted yeah. to drop in with that. Hey, well, let's uh, oh, real quick. Yeah. Let's let's let Kevin sign off. Uh, Kevin, last words, man. Uh, what do you think for the night? Hey, I mean, th- there's a couple of uh, unexpected victories and uh, uh, probably a lot of expected losses going on. Just everybody, keep your head up. I'm looking forward to the next cycle. Uh, just like Ray was just like, I'd like to see a lot of some of the familiar faces showing up in the next cycle. And uh, I think it's going to be a good time. Well, now we have this wonderful family to have as an umbrella for all of our familiar faces. Absolutely. And Rachel, I'll, uh, I'll see if I can, uh, if, if I get a deer this weekend, I'll see about getting you some backstrap there. So (laughs) I'll take, I'll take the tenderloin too. I'm, I can be, I can be easily sold. I can be, uh, right away. Um, that's so fun. Thank you. All yeah. right, I'll catch Anyone ever uh, cut the backstrap out of a roadkill? Have we? Uh, are we that kind of Missourians? Well, I mean, my parents had. To <laughs> Sean call has it. his cold. hand up. It's been cold, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's my parents cold, just yeah. called the conservation department this uh, just yesterday because there was a doe with a broken leg in their woods, and they're like, uh, "Can we take this? Like, I don't want it to just sit out there and die. We wanted to take the animal down ethically, so." Took them longer than it should have to get an answer, but yeah, so we've got another one hanging in the cooler. Sounds Excellent. like there's plenty for Rachel. I will Great. say, Sean, I am the kind of, I am the kind of girl from Missouri who's eaten squirrel. Squirrel's so, fucking delicious. That's about as. No, it's not. No, it is not. Uh, no, it is not. Have you had it fried and then put in a crock pot for a substantial okay. period of time? Okay, everything. Squirrel, you don't have oil. Everything when you do that tastes good. Everything yeah. when you fry it and then cook it in a crock pot will event. That's like making yeah. rock stew. Like, yeah. um, uh, uh the, I, can I anyway, sign Kevin, up? Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, before I go, Rachel, squirrel, possum, raccoon, frog legs. I mean, I've I've eaten quite a bit of Missouri fare. So I'll I'll see you on frog legs. Frog legs are yummy. That's just talk delicious. about the possum one time. That's grosser than the roadkill. I yeah. think. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We'll talk, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it another on another podcast. But um, I've eaten cat. So uh, um, because they do that in Europe, uh, no, when places have wars, they eat animals that we domesticate. Uh, they eat cats Who, in France. amongst us? <laughs> so I'll talk. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> All right. Catch that was very good. See, see you, Kev. So Bye, Alan, Kevin. Uh, you were you were you were getting into the doing the work and I I'm very curious about like what is it about canvassing that you know why you know it's like when people ask me why I like golf so for me it's about wanting to see change yeah. um it's also like I like people um that that helps a lot but really it's like you can't change a state like Missouri to be better without talking to actual human beings and having a two-way conversation. If you don't, if you're not talking, if you're not listening, if you're not people where they are, nobody's moving. And if nobody moves, we're fucked. Right. Like this just, this is not going to work for me. (laughs) And so I have to do something 
that actually might make a difference. I mean, do you have do you have a story from the from the uh, from the battlefield this last cycle that really sticks with you as far as like if I wasn't here having this conversation, this person would still see the world a certain way. I mean, I'm not talking about miracles. I'm talking no, about yeah, like, that's great. Like a, a changed mind story, like a genuine changed mind. Even story. if it's subtle. Yeah, and then and then we'll let you get out of here. I don't have got parties going on back there. I don't have much of a changed mind story because yeah, I to happen cycle after cycle after cycle. Really, I, I think we have a more long term consistency before we're going to see like massive mind change. But what I have seen are you know probably a dozen just in the last month of oh I didn't know anything about this race because life is busy. And, oh, now I know that this person, you know, is, you know, I know about their positions or I know, I mean, it, sometimes it really is just about getting the word out about a particular candidate. And, you know, if we don't do that, then we're just left to party identification most of the time. Yeah. And that's just not going to work. Um, you know, I, there was a lady who I talked to just this last weekend who, I mean, the weekend before the election, right. And, she didn't know who she was voting for. She didn't know anything about the, the candidates. Um, but, you know, when I started talking about it, she, oh, well, yeah, this is this is the one for me then. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, That's it could awesome. be that that person might have gone in and just marked the D, right? Because it turns out they were voting for a Democrat eventually. And, um, you know, it's probably pretty clear. I mean, abortion was a major issue. For, for her and so she wanted a pro-choice candidate so you can probably just guess if that's the only thing that matters to you yeah. um but you know beyond that like there are so many different things that we just need to do and we're not going to do it if we're not knocking and yeah. if we're not calling if we're just dropping lit in somebody's doorway or if we're just hoping that a tv is going to get to somebody if we're hoping that a sign is going to work like TV ad signs, I think they're really just, you know, they're, they're sort of the cost of admission. And if you don't do them, you might lose. It's the, br it's the branding of politics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, it's not enough. Um, if you it's don't do enough. it, you, people think you're not a real candidate, but yeah, it's never enough, especially yeah. when you're trying to come up from underneath. Right. And we are. We are we are whooped right now in so many ways. Well, Alan, man, thank you very much for having me. I hate it. On. I'm so mad. <laughs> well, stay mad. Stay I mad. Good, you sons of bitches. I have good. Stay do mad. you want some good? Do you want some good news from the city of St. Louis? Tracy McCreary. Sure. Uh, Megan Alia Green is going to be the next president of the Board of Aldermen. Hey. Okay. okay. Cool. Nice. Tracy McCreary She's has up won by quite Senate a bit. So She's in the state Senate. McCreary's in. Fantastic. Wow. There you go, That's Alan. Great. Lot, there's some good That's stuff great. happening out there. Fuck there's some, yeah. some That's good great. stuff. But yeah. plenty to stay angry about. And also, uh, yeah. we can be less angry because Amendment 3 is 100,000 votes up, at least on the New York Times counter app. Uh, nice. And I don't think we're looking back. I think the spread's just going to keep on spreading. So, Alan, man, thanks so much for hopping thanks on. Thanks so much. Thanks it's for so what good you do. Sure, yeah. And, Thank you uh, all. Thanks, and, and, so grateful. Just like our uh, uh, 
our, our wonderful Franklin County person, uh, send me your address and I'll get you. You already have some of our swag, but I will get you more yeah, swag because you, you have earned more swag. So send us an address. Let, and we'll... cool. let Adam know if you'd like more profane greeting cards because I have those coming out of my circus, So Yeah, we'll get we'll get you some more swag. And uh, because you are, I think, you know, we may have to do this more formally, but I think Alan should be our first recipient of the Heartland Hero Award. Oh, I love it. From, from the Heartland podcast. So, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. We'll figure something out. We'll come up with a fancy thing. And MVP uh, of the cycle. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Take exactly. it. Take it. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks a lot. Have Thank fun. Thank you so and, much. Uh, send our love to all Thank the folks you. around the uh, headquarters there. Will do. Thanks, y'all. Thanks. So, Nicholas, uh, let's, let's get your final thoughts here from the night. What's, uh, you know what's standing out to you? What's what's got you going? And then we'll we'll get you out of here so you can get get back to life. I know your your wonderful significant other is going to be home very soon. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I'm excited about. I've been I've been kind of not necessarily just ignoring texts, but at the same point in time, just kind of like keeping track of too many screens. And uh, yeah. sorry, I've been a little silent for a little bit. I, I wanted to ask Sean before I go. Comparing what we're seeing with Amendment 3 versus your proposition over there for psychedelics. Like, right. I've been comparing back and forth on that. That's always That's really a interesting. really good question. Yeah, I haven't looked. Yeah, what's Prop 122 doing? Is that on the New York Times? Last time I looked, like, when I looked at it, it was, it was with Missouri. And then Missouri pulled ahead with their marijuana stuff. And I know it's not similar, but, like, that's just... We're talking about last time with research, right? Rachel right. and I were talking, really hitting research really, really hard about that's a barrier for all this stuff is like knowing what this stuff does, how it can treat depression, how it can help mental illness in general. And that's Colorado's pushing some real good legislation that's comparing again to how prohibition with alcohol is actually going to how this can actually help people instead of become another addiction. And and I'm not saying marijuana, like, well, I'm not going to go into that, like, down that spiral, but I want to know what your opinions are. Like, what are you looking at here as far as the comparison wise? I mean, it's yeah, a spectrum. Totally. Well, one is that it's definitely seems to be, you know, they're, they're making this case in the ballot language and in the advertisements about mental health, just like you saying, you're saying like natural medicine is what it's about. And natural medicine is stated as meaning psilocybin and psilocin for now. And then it specifically leave, like mentions the possibility of other things being added. And DMT was one. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the other ones. Um, but uh, maybe mescaline. I'm not sure. I don't want to say anymore. But um, I, think, I think it's just psilocybin and DMT. I if I'm not well, they just kind of listed out like this commission, if this oh, passes, okay. might look at things such as, you know, in the future. Um, but it doesn't seem to be nearly the regulatory scheme that medical marijuana was the first time it passed here. And then like Missouri seems moving past that. So like that's I think a big takeaway is like on this new drug legalization, we're not doing a medical program. It's just right. going to be legal from the start, but they are going to go ahead and start this commission. Um you know, to, to kind of numbers you know, in front of me, Sean, 62% reporting 50.7. Yes. 
Man, so it's definitely so, way closer than the. It's way closer, Michigan. but like it was, it was the same as Missouri, and it and Missouri pulled ahead. And I'm just, I'm looking at this, and it's really opening my eyes to the point of like we might actually see something breaking away from this pharmaceutical stranglehold on our mental health, it's and that's really yeah. promising to me. I know it's not. That's a great way to put it. That like I don't, I don't know that people are fully comprehending that that part of what's going on is that there is a there is a vested interest on behalf of the pharmaceutical industry to fight all legalization of natural products well and i think like i don't even know at this point it's even the pharmaceutical industry to be honest i think it's just that the um the entrenched uh belief system in america is that drugs are dangerous and they should be criminalized drugs and so are bad, okay and no one on the federal level will move on it because they're too afraid to take any political risks on that front. So it has to be up to the states. And what I think is interesting about that is that it, the pharmaceutical industry would have loved to have been able to do double blind studies on the impact of uh, psychedelics and marijuana on pain and depression, and all kinds of things, but they couldn't, they were barred from it. It's illegal. They can't do it. They can do limited studies in certain ways and in certain conditions. And Nick would be able to comment about that more than I would probably, but, um, they've been very like, yes, we would love to know how we can make more drugs using, uh, you know, using elements found in products because you do, at some point, if you're going to use them clinically, you have to know how they work and they can't know how they work. So it is really exciting that, um, you know, I'm no fan of the pharmaceutical industry, but I do really respect the people that actually make the drugs. It's not their, it's not their fault how they're sold. And they've been clamoring for 20 years to be able to use um, psychedelics to treat depression. They're like, it helps yeah. people. Yeah. We don't know why. <laughs> no idea why. Well, as uh, Sturgill Simpson, the great philosopher, said, psilocybin, DMT, they all change the way I see. Love's the only thing that could ever change my mind. So, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a lot of the analysis around will the weed initiatives pass over the years in different states included this discussion of like the percentage of people who have used marijuana because we've been doing surveys on that for a long time. So I really wonder, and it is big numbers, you know, like 60% of the country right you know which means it's 70 percent right <laughs> right right <laughs> and uh a big number like use you know the way the survey question asks like have you used it in the last month you know um big numbers say that but i wonder like have as have as many people use shrooms who you know in colorado like what's the connection between like having used these and then voting to legalize them um and what can we learn from it is interesting because i wonder if like you know we always heard well marijuana is the gateway drug uh, maybe it is. Maybe it is the gateway drug to just being curious about other natural remedies. Like, you know, it's like it's like the like I always thought tea sucked, and then I had good tea, and I was just like, oh, well, like, there's oh, this a lot is some more kind of gateway tea. tea. Well, also, <laughs> like, gateway psychedelics, tea? psychedelics are like it's it's it, I the, the exciting thing about it. This is what so before marijuana Piccolo was legalized, hooked, your friend would make edibles. Yeah. And the purpose of the edibles was to make you fall in your face. Right. And now edibles are like, oh, here, just take this much. We know exactly how much is in it. So in my in my experience, that's taking a really important because, part. because they were, um, you know, illegal and you were buying them on the black market. You didn't really know what the hell you were getting. You knew you were getting a LSD. You knew you were getting ecstasy, what you kids call Molly. Um, and you knew it would MDMA, whatever. 
and you knew you were getting uh, you hoped you were getting um mushrooms and you know you didn't know the mushrooms could have been bunk um you could just vomit and not you know have it so being able to isolate these compounds and people might actually use them more frequently because you can kind of use them more sort of specifically like you you have a, a, a what you can't it's really hard to uh control how much you you know hallucinate like trip with these these medications these drugs so there's nothing wrong with like recreating right but well, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like, most people don't as you get older most most people don't as you get older like you don't have like Time. A, a full day to just go you know what we're gonna do today man we're gonna take a hike and we're gonna right. and then i'm nobody gonna be with on my... kids has time for that like, right and like and it's, it's like at some point you just get older but like i would be kind of curious if somebody says no this is called a microdose yes. and i've i've talked to people who who are in my age category about you know they they have a source and uh they they uh they have chocolate and they just take a little little tiny bit of it and they're like yeah it's really helping with my fatigue mm -hmm. and my brain fog is better and i'm like can i try some other shit so i'm really excited i hope it um i hope we're on a new era of that stuff i think it's really exciting yeah, yeah. that's better well, news than it's coming out of ohio they just called it for uh fans nicholas Especially. final final word from you and then we'll get back to the the the, the main three and we'll close this thing out yeah, I, I think that that uh, looking at the way that most of this is going in my area, I think that the biggest thing for me is really, and as far as the science goes, really opening up the gateway. And I, and I love how Rachel like corrected herself two times because she said drug and then medicine. And that's the movement, right? I mean, it's like actually right. looking at it because the way that we do most of these, what we would consider like gateway drugs is that you have, and the reason why I'm attacking the pharmace pharmaceutical industry is because the way that they're prescribed, not the science, but the way that they're prescribed to be able to push this onto people so that they are, and then it abandons them. There's no natural source. So they immediately go to harsh, harsh pills, and they immediately go to something they're injecting. And if you're going to open this up, so you have microbrewery type of stuff, but you also have the science for microdosing, you have recreational aspects of it, but you also have potentially, potentially real pharmaceutical remedies for it that actually make sure that people have access to something that not only is it something that they can actually look at and say, mm -hmm. hey, I want to take a day and just explore this. And actually people that actually some need something to get them over yeah. depression can go, I need this specifically for this. Or I'm even spend an afternoon or, in a room and get through this. Or even also just like in combination with other sure substances yeah it might be really helpful but it's so difficult to know if you can't test it it's so ridiculous so so I'm here so you go nicholas charles uh again nicholas mvp nicholas charles oh, MVP yeah, of sure. the of this other podcast nicholas. uh <clears throat> colorado prop 122 decriminalization regulation access program for certain psychedelics uh, last update was yes, 816,050.64%. No, 795,049.36%, 75% vote in. So it's tight, but you got to like that margin. I mean, that's a, that's a nice little margin with 25% left. And that means you got what? The Denver vote, the, the Boulder now, vote. I'm wondering, like, 
does it pass at 50% plus one or does this need like 52 or 55% or something know. weird? No, I don't know. No, I'm no, just no, looking no. at some, I've got Bennett in front of me um, and Bennett uh, got 939,000 votes. So uh, this is, this is according to CNN uh, with 70% of the vote in. Um, so if those numbers add up at all, it's uh, tracking about the same. From, okay. Yeah. So um, it's a little under Bennett, but it's, cl- it's, it's, it's lagging a little, but it's close. So yeah. Nicholas, that's Man, what hey, I'm excited about. It's the awesome. science of course, back at the very no, end. Absolutely. And, yeah. and it's the second state. We should mention that, that, that Oregon was the first and right. you know, these two States, you just, this is what, this is why I tell people like, don't lose hope because when I was a kid, Oregon and Colorado were not liberal at all they were so racist (laughs) and conservative and terrifying um so to see like that evolution to me is uh looks like i think it's close but it looks like the um there was some question about whether or not the oregon governor was going to remain a democrat it looks like it's close but it looks like he's uh looks like he's going to yeah um so things can change you just have to you have to do the work and be patient so good for you colorado that's awesome Adam, I am out. I am going to. I think she's arriving very soon. So I'm going to welcome her back home. I appreciate it. You guys have been fun. Until Thursday. We'll look for it. Thanks, man. Tell her we said hi. Great to see you. Take care. Peace. So let's uh, let's wrap it up here. Let's do a tour of the governor's races and the Senate races. uh, And let's put this thing to uh, bed because... It's late. We went way longer than I thought yeah. we were going to go. George but, is uh, bad, you guys. George is bad. This was very this was bad. Fun, except for some of the outcomes. Yeah, George is bad. Is it still uh, headed towards a runoff? 89%. I think it's going to go runoff. 49.4 to 48.6. So. The inco- wow. the third party has 2%. Motherfucker has 2%. Walker's up by less than a point. This is going to a runoff. There's I 11. So. I don't know. There's 11 percent of the vote left. Who knows? That that's it's still a lot of votes. Did I mention that they called it for JD Vance? I can't believe I just said those words out loud. I can. Uh, we talked about uh, this, like, but it's happening. Uh, that grandstanding, uh, full of shit phony is gonna is gonna be in the Senate with Eric Schmidt. Like I'm Ohio sorry, has everybody. Their own Josh let, let me do my JD Vance yeah. impression. Hold on. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. I'm going to the Senate. <laughs> Hi, I'm going to the Senate. Coincidentally, that's also my um, Scott Fitzpatrick, now Missouri. Impression. Okay. Same All right. Impression. Oh, that's something we haven't checked. Can someone tell us? Uh, can the other, if the other neck is still with us, the other necklace, can you tell us what's going on with the state auditors race? I know it's oh, Fitzpatrick be bad already news. won. It's already called. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. I'm so sorry, Missouri. It, it was called. It's going to be really an hour and rough. A half ago. Oh, Jesus. I'm so sorry. I want to thank Dr. Green. Um, you're a mensch. Uh, you're yeah, a lovely good guy. Being. Would have been an awesome auditor and said we got perpetual before picture Scott Fitzpatrick. So. <laughs> that is accurate. That is accurate, <laughs> sir. Um, oh, well, the fat man. Uh, we have to. Pennsylvania doesn't have runoffs, do they? I don't think so. I think the Fet Man is looking is. pretty, pretty, pretty He's good. still up, but it's still close. He's yeah. His New York lead Times is... saying our best estimate is that Fetterman is very likely to win, which is not what they were saying an hour ago. He's up fifty six. Were they saying? Votes. Were they saying he was likely that he was? It was a toss up earlier. Oh, tonight. Okay. Yeah. okay. He's All up right, by fifty six thousand so... votes with seventeen percent to go, which means 
the vote that's remaining is mostly in Philly. So and it's, it was, you know, it was awesome looking at the County totals in the beginning as results started coming in, in that race, because it's exactly what we talked about. It's like, he's a different kind of dude and a different kind of Democrat. That's one mm -hmm. thing, but also like campaign wise, like he won every single County in yeah. his primary against a super well-funded, super yeah. high quality candidate. And then net, their like slogan was every county and yeah. you see it in the results. And like, that's how you flip a United States Senate. Seat. So in Philadelphia, born and raised where uh, Fetterman is running 80 to 18 right now, 63% uh, of the vote is in. Whoa. In Philly. So okay. I think right. Young's so going to have a Senator named John Fetterman uh, coming that's out. That's a big, that's a big, Philly. That's a big um wow. that's a big loss for the Republicans. That's a big deal. It's it's going to be a it, by the time we wake up, I have a feeling John Fetterman is going to have clearly and easily and handily yeah. won the What's Pennsylvania. Nevada? Uh there's I no looked, I don't it was in the I'm West. looking right now. It I don't still see any results yet um for Nevada. I'm on God, CNN's website. You're right. I will Tahoe refresh again. Is east of LA. Let's see. What is that from? It's a it's a uh, Daniel Tosh joke oh. about. He's like, you come to my show, you're gonna learn something. I'm like a damn Snapple. <laughs> Tahoe is That's, east yeah, of you're LA. Right. Snapple. Mm. Snapple. <laughs> yeah, I don't see anything from uh, from Nevada. Um, yeah, Cortez Mass was gonna win that race, right? Is that even really a risk? That was one of the closest that you know, uh, and I think I was reading this morning that. They were saying Laxalt, the Republican, was more likely than not to beat her, beat Senator Catherine mm. Cortez Masto. Mm. Um, yeah, but, but you Mark know Kelly what? Is, this morning uh, or last, late last night, uh, Larry Sabato, who I respect a lot, Sabato's crystal ball. Uh, we don't talk about him on our shows often, um, but he's uh, he's a smart guy. I actually have met him in person. He came to UCM once, came to campus and spoke, and he actually was the first uh person i saw who had any legitimacy predict that barack obama was going to win the nomination this was like 2007 uh that he predicted Man. that yeah he's a smart guy he knows this thing this university of virginia sabato's crystal ball he upgraded the kansas race yesterday to favor the republican over laura kelly so all of these last minute movers who are trying to just get in under the wire it, these are Sean. You and I were texting today, and I sent you this long thing about the uh, the polling people who are just trying to get their nose under the tent right at the right. end, so right. that they can be the smarty pants. Because there's two incentives in polling. One incentive is to have the same thing everybody else has and be right, and the other incentive is to have something nobody else has and be right. And in the first instance, you get good steady work, and in the second instance you become the fucking Forrest Gump shrimp boat in the hurricane where you're just fucking waving in the harbor while all the other shrimp boats are wrecked and you got all the goddamn shrimp because you're the only person left standing. I just have right. to say that I've been trying to look to see what the hell's going on in Nevada. So I lost, I stopped listening to you and I just came back and I was like, why the fuck is he talking about shrimp? I can now? get from polling to Forrest Gump shrimp boat in less than <laughs> 10 words. Um, <laughs> I'm like amazing. a goddamn Kevin Bacon. Poet. That was, a, that was amazing. <laughs> Keep going. Don't let me stop you. Continue. No, so my whole point there. is there's a, there's a, there is a reason because if you're wrong, right? If you predict something that nobody else has and you're wrong, 
everybody will forget that you got it wrong. But if you get that right. shit right, everybody will remember that you got it right. Anybody who has been on Twitter in the last 30 minutes has seen that I have taken already two victory lap tweets on Missouri's third amendment. And I'm going to continue to take that victory lap because fuck those people who were trying to tell me it wasn't going to pass and were arguing with me with bad faith arguments were completely wrong and full of shit. And I'm going to continue to take victory laps on that shit because I was right. And I was the loudest motherfucker about it being right. At least on Twitter in the state of Missouri, (laughs) I was loud and I was right. And I'm going to keep being right about it. And that's what these pollsters have. And so that's what, that's my point is, okay, they upgraded that yesterday from Nevada. Great. Wonderful. They have an incentive to say that because if they're right, right. And they, if they said something nobody else said. If you're a Monmouth University or Quinnipiac, you yeah, actually do have a, a you have a big disincentive to get it wrong. Huge um, disincentive to get it wrong. Yeah, and it's like and if to look stupid group, if you move it at the end and you right. get it wrong, you look so fucking dumb. Right, right. It was really close to the election. Yeah, and uh, that was in Nate Silver's thing. He was talking about how Monmouth specifically like did not release their final poll because they don't they want to look stupid. Right. But it's like if you're just a band of super wealthy people who want to back extreme Republicans like Blake Masters, you can set up red state polling and you can create a product that is valuable <laughs> to candidates who who want to push your poll results around. Yeah. Nicholas Charles, yet again, just coming in clutch on this live feed. Nevada can't report votes while people are in line. Whoa, that's a good sign. And it makes sense. Too. Yeah, that's really good. That's good. Thank you, sir. Unless it's these yeah. stupid. The Thank stupid you for making us look good, Nicholas. And he makes um, another awesome point that I completely agree with, which is that Trafalgar looks fucking dumb this cycle. The people who got Trump right, they're getting everything wrong this cycle. Great. Fuck Trafalgar. Yeah, I really want to see Katie Hobbs win by like eight points or something. That would oh, yeah. be a big surprise. Let's that keep our so tour going. So it was it was going well the last time I looked. Uh, CNN the CNN website's not loading for me at the moment. So uh, I've got it loaded. Katie Hobbs fifty six point six percent. Carrie Lake for oh god, Carrie yes! Lake's getting smoked. Yes, that's awesome. Yes! That's awesome. And the best yes. part about that is, you know, Maricopa County probably hasn't even turned in a fucking ballot yet. Or at least they're not done. Right. Yeah, I'm pulling up oh, the wow. county by county. Kelly's up uh, in Kansas. Maricopa's um, only half in, 49%. Fuck and yeah. Hobbs is up 16 points. In Pima Uh-oh. County, which I don't know, if is that Tucson? That's or Tucson, that's, isn't it? Uh-huh. Okay. That's Tucson, so yeah. 37 you're right. points in Tucson, and only 42% is in. Uh, in so that's states, over. In big, the counties where Lake not... is strong, they're... Uh, there's more All the votes in, are pretty in. much in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, there's nobody the, there. The late Prince uh, through Dave Chappelle game blouses. Yeah, they can knock that one <laughs> in the head. They can just be like, dang, over. Hobbs um, is going to win. Kemp won in Georgia. Kelly is up in Kansas by 3.1% with 15% of the vote left. Uh, Maine goes to the Dems. Maryland goes to the Dems. Massachusetts goes to the Dems. New Whitmer's Hampshire, up. You did say. New Hampshire? Yeah. New Hampshire. Uh, I haven't gotten there yet. Uh, I'll never miss a chance to do that, by the way. Uh, for people who don't know what about Bob, watch it. It's great. Uh, Michigan, Whitmer is up 51.6 to 46.7. Uh, Minnesota goes to the Dems. Nevada, of course, we don't know. New Mexico is going to the Dems. New York, Dems. 
Uh, Oklahoma, the Republicans are going to win everything in Oklahoma. Oklahoma is so weird. Free so daycare, weird. legalized pot, Republicans in charge of everything. I don't understand Oklahoma. It's such a weird place. Don't either. Uh, we got I, that's one of those places that's it's on my list. Incredibly ugly state. In 2023, one of the things on my list is like networking with some folks in Tulsa. Just what like meeting some people on the ground in Tulsa and being like, talk to me about Actually, what the fuck. We have a great contact in Oklahoma, uh Kyle Miller. Okay. Oh, from high school? Yeah. Lives in Oklahoma. He, he's in the weed trade in Oklahoma. Oh, there you go. I don't want to shock sense. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oregon is too close to call. Pennsylvania is called. How Shapiro is, tell is me, the tell winner. me a little bit more about Oregon. Where are we with Oregon right now? Oregon is 46.0 to 44.2 in favor of the Democrat. The third party has 8.9%. Jesus Christ. What's Kathy Hochul doing in New York? She uh, winning. Uh, yeah, winning. Breeze, yeah, she's she's they might have called it. it already. Yeah, they did. That was one that Trafalgar had uh Zedlin <laughs> God damn. They had uh, him ahead. Yeah. Uh oh my God. Shapiro is kicking Mastriano in the taint. Uh they <laughs> That's my favorite thing <laughs> of the night is that Josh Shapiro is just like, excuse me, yeah. smash, like just get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. I am taking this thing home. And they tried to spoil how many mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania. Oh, they tried right. So what hard. a fucked up thing. Yeah. Trying they to throw out so hard. Your ballot. And they did. They may have it. They may have done that. They may have yeah, successfully thrown, thrown those out. And this is still what's happening. Texas fuckers. went to Abbott and then Wisconsin. It's too close to call, but uh, Tony Evers is up. The Democrat is up 50.1% to 48.8% uh, over Michaels in that race. 79% uh, of the vote in, 31,000 vote lead. Um, and the videos I saw coming out of Wisconsin today was Gen Z voting like motherfuckers. So I would love to see what's going on in Milwaukee, you know, similarly to like what we're yeah. saying about these other places, like how many, how many of the uh the precincts have they counted in Milwaukee like the Milwaukee. I got it. Yeah. So sixty four percent is in in Milwaukee County. And um I'm looking at the Senate race. Mandela Barnes is up two to one. Um on Ron Johnson in Milwaukee County. Um, he's down four statewide, um, 50, 52 to 48. Interesting. Interesting. What's interesting about that is that that should not have happened, right? right. Like Johnson right. should be smoking him. Johnson should be like, it should be like the, the Bush Valentine. It should be, I mean, excuse me, Bush Valentine Schmidt race or something. It should look like that. So the fact that Barnes is net is it made it that close of a race shows you that the um the there was all this we were talking about this earlier this week that like there was a lot of prognosticating that wisconsin might become like a missouri that like republicans were just kind of barnstorm it still could except for the governor it could be kansas right but that's listen i'll take it just think about all the shit that, Ke that laura kelly's been able to just stop yeah. with her pen so um you know when we're when we're this down and down ballot races as Democrats and progressives around the Midwest, when I see those kinds of numbers, yeah, I'm given a tremendous amount of hope. Um, that just means that people were working their asses off. So that means that there is, um, oh. it, it means that there's a foundation. They called North Carolina for Bud. Beasley lost that race. That That's was close tough. too. Yeah, it, it, the spread. It's it'll it won't be in the morning. It won't be that close. It'll be pretty convincing for Bud. Um, Georgia 
is at Walker is up by eleven thousand six hundred seventy-eight oh, votes in Georgia. Eleven thousand votes with nine percent of the vote. That is just contempt. Uh, out of like two million cast so far, counted so far. Uh, three point six million. Whoa. Um, have come in here. Eleven thousand votes out of three million. That's nuts. Let me pull up uh, some counties here. Let me let me. Well, Biden's something. win. Biden Biden's win in Georgia was eight thousand votes, right? It was very. That was thirty. Is that what okay. he did? So thirteen thousand. Just oh, find thirteen thousand. Right. Excuse me. Here's 13, what I want to yeah. say. This is what I've been talking about okay. in DeKalb County. How many times have you heard DeKalb County? All right, let's go back to uh, what's his face from MSNBC, Steve Kornacki. All right, here we go. So we're going to go to DeKalb County. So DeKalb County, all right, <laughs> this is where not only 78% of the vote is in in DeKalb County, all right? So Warnock, he's running tall here. He's running at 84.8%. That's good. That's what he's looking for. Walker's at 13.6%, Oliver 1.5. So Walker's running below. He's running below Trump in DeKalb County. Warnock running above Biden. That's what he's looking for. A lot of votes left in DeKalb County. Going to be a long night. Probably a lot left to do here. I like it. Where's I like the it. Cobb County. Uh, that's <laughs> that's South Atlanta. The Macon or I don't know. No, that's the one. That's South Atlanta. That's the. Oh, okay. That's your big dog. That's that's the one that matters. Um, a lot of votes in Cobb County, and I can do that on whiskey. By the way, MSNBC, they're sober as a bird over there on MSNBC trying to. Who's do the Who's the CNN guy with the map, the interactive map? John with King, the, with his yeah, chin and his hair. Yeah. He's so fun. He uh he gets so excited with his pens and his whole like he gets so I like, prefer John King and... to Steve Kornacki. Kornacki's a little too he's much. He's 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 extra, as the kids say. Uh he's got the sleeves I just hate, rolled I just up always... and he's like hunched over and he's just like way too like I just always hate the vibe of the of the MSNBC uh election coverage. It always just annoys I, I hate them all, but like if I have to do anything, I'd probably do CNN. As long as it's not Wolf Blitzer. Yeah, um, MSNBC oh, also, is like us, except everybody's drinking an $85 bottle of wine. I hate MSNBC. <laughs> I don't know what it's like anymore. I haven't watched it in probably It's so years. bad. Um, it's so bad. I also want to say that um, congratulations to uh, Emily Hubbard and Donna Jones. They look like they are going to be the two most newly elected members of the St. Louis School Board. Um, they were the one, they were the kind of the uh, the favorites amongst the people that we would be talking to and about um yeah. so uh congratulations um congratulations to them i'm really happy st louis public schools has had a really rough year um they need competent people so i'm um i'm very happy about that so uh i think we should probably call this um yeah. so that i can package this and publish a show so thank you to everybody who uh hopped on live thank you to our patrons, uh, Nicholas Charles, man, putting in the fucking legwork, honorary member of the team over there. Uh, thanks to Alan. I guess he should be getting an on. MVP package as well. Yeah, Probably well, he so. came on yeah. strong late. Um, you know, Alan was consistent. Alan was a, all, all the way throughout. Um, Honorable mention, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll keep. I have, okay, in, I will send. Mind. I will send Nicholas. I will send you. Uh, I will. I make some. Uh, I make some very fun and very salty. Um, 
greeting cards. And so if you if you shoot Adam, your address, yeah, we will, send, we will send make the address sure you... because you get some swag. No, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah, you've earned major yeah. swag. And I agree with your comment. He just made a comment five minutes ago. I'm just going to read it exactly what it says. And I think this this is the this this is a great way to just close the entire show right here. Well, Our maybe pollsters... I have something better, but do it. Okay, well, we'll see if you do. We'll see if you can talk. Sean's this. getting salty. I like it. Our pollsters equal fucking clowns. Top that. That's bitch. pretty good. <laughs> I will. So right. take us on. One Sean. of the take smartest political minds I know, my business partner Dan. When I really needed to hear something good this morning, 8:29 a.m., I was reading all this stuff about the Republicans were going to win, and I wasn't talking about it. But Dan unsolicited, unsolicitedly slacked out this comment. Mark Kelly is going to strap that little right-wing lunatic bitch Blake Masters to a rocket and send his ass into the fucking stratosphere. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> fucking A, Dan. Fucking A. I, yeah. I always know I've said something smart on Twitter because about once every hundred tweets, I'll see Dan Sar liked this. Oh, <laughs> nice. uh, I must have said something fucking smart. <laughs> Yeah, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we haven't said anything about the house. Uh I'll just end yeah. it with Republicans um, win. Yeah, they're winning. Um it the so far the Republicans have picked up 3 seats and the Democrats have lost 5. So, um it's and the pretty Republicans much... only needed 4. Right. So, um it is what we've all kind of been talking about we all knew that you know the republicans were probably going to sweep the more uh, rural parts of the country um you just have to take the victories where you can yeah i uh sorry if i phased in and out there my internet connection went crazy which seems like a very good cue that it's time to end this thing so thank you guys for uh doing this as always thanks for the patreon folks for hopping on and uh yeah we'll see y'all in a, thank you all so much in a few days refreshed and and ready for some talking politics on monday The Heartland Pod is a production of Midmap Media, LLC. Follow us on Twitter with at the Heartland Pod. With email, you can reach us, heartlandpod2020 at gmail.com, online with heartlandpod.com, subscribe, and please sign up for our Patreon with patreon.com slash heartlandpod. Become a podhead or an official podgressive today and unlock all of our content. See you at the next show. <laughs>